ここは夜だぜ自由な時間だこれは僕が吸血鬼に恋をするための物語だ What's up, everybody? Welcome to Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. We are going through the summer 2022 anime season and it is going to be absolutely nuts. Are you ready, Chris? Yo? Yo? Oh, yeah, I didn't let you say you yo. <laughs> <laughs> There's his way of saying, yes, I'm ready. Uh, no, it's,、uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm too excited. Summer is insane. <laughs> I pretty much have done a live stream where I kind of just chill with everybody on twitch.tv slash otaku spirited and kind of got an idea of what all is to come, feeling out all the information that we usually use for the actual thing you're listening to right now. And、um, there was just some stuff where I just I, I was speechless. Some of the stuff just really came out of nowhere. And that's usually what happens. I tell Chris all the, all the time, we talk about it on the podcast all the time. The cool thing I love about setting up these previews is. Not just going, oh, here's this show. Art looks pretty good. It's going, holy crap, this person's working on this. Did you watch my live stream? I just finally、no. published it yesterday because I realized it was all being blocked.、Um, they'll, they'll have muted parts, but it's there. But I, no, didn't, I didn't get to watch any of them because of that. So th- there was some stuff in there. I'm like, I, I just hope Chris doesn't see this because then it's going to ruin the like, surprise for him. So you guys can at least get his live surprise whenever we run into some really cool stuff. But yeah. Next season's insane. Like, this is probably the most insane season coming up in a long time. And, guys, we, we still have fall, which has bleaks and stuff in it. So, it, this is an absolutely insane year, and it's a good time to be an anime fan. Lots to cover. The, the scary thing, obviously, is not having enough time to really watch it all. <laughs> but, when, and not just that you, you don't have time to watch it all, but you don't want to drop anything. Yeah, and, and that's, that's kind of what we have a feeling with this season, but、yeah. I think it's going to be more so next season. I was getting ready to say the same thing. Is,、uh, the, the, it's, it's the, the more frustrating thing is not wanting to drop stuff. And, I, it, and, and that's really what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks is, is just trying to keep up. And、yeah. I'm catching only up like on two weeks left. <laughs> yeah,、um, yeah I've, been, I've been grinding hard trying to get all that stuff caught up. And, and I've, I still have like four or five shows that I'm still trying to. Squeeze in at some point, and that's why that's why I haven't been able to do any any live streams or anything like that. Yeah, last week has been dry for Chris. Everybody's like, Where's Chris at? Every time Chris is not, and that was, that was the thing that I really came to realization is it might come to where maybe for a couple weeks I might not be a live stream, which I don't really want to do, but I think the only way that I can actually keep up with what's to come and finish up what's to come is to. Kind of take a little bit of a step back or just don't have sleep, which a lot of people suggest. Just don't sleep. <laughs> which, which doesn't really work for me because I have to get on camera and nobody wants to see my bloodshot eyes from not sleeping, but it is what it is. But yeah, this season coming up is insane. It's, it's like, obviously, the big thing with this season coming up with summer is it's returning shows. We have some really, really popular titles coming back. And one title that has been gone for what, uh, 12 years, I think it is. The Devil's a Part Timer. It's been a、yeah. long time. I, I think it was actually 14. I don't know. Yeah, I almost want to go go and watch that show again, but pff, forget that. No, I can't even keep up with what I've got. Why, <laughs> why dump another show in there?、Um, I, I promised I everybody、45. I was going to watch. So I counted 45. How many did you get? I think it was like 45, yeah.、Um, but yeah, returning shows is like, I don't know, 10 like, big titles. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. 
But we're going to do that. We're going to go through everything. I've already made a video where I did like my top 10 most exciting, but this is where you get all the information. This is for the deep divers, the people that don't trust Andrew. They want to know what's coming out and what to expect and then decide from that point. So get your pen and paper ready. We're going to fill your watch list. That's what we do. That's that's pretty much our thing is filling people's watch list. So everybody is just miserable with too much stuff to watch. So if you guys are ready for that, then let's just jump right into it. Let's start off. We're going to start off with the new shows. All the shows that don't really have a prequel story to go with it. They want to get into returning shows, shows that have multiple seasons or are remakes or whatever. Then we'll get into some shorts and then talk about maybe some ONAs and OVAs that are coming up. So we'll we'll get the title, the Japanese, the English title that is pending. Obviously, they can always change the Japanese title, the synopsis, give you an idea of who's actually working on it, and then. Uh, possibly a little bit of insight into what we think about the trailer or at least chris mostly because i've watched the trailers before but um yeah that's, yeah all that's i did thing. was uh just made an outline i didn't read any synopsises and i didn't watch any videos yeah chris was making an outline and i'm like wait you made an outline too <laughs> he's like yeah i thought you used it i'm like no i just noticed that it was there so oops <laughs> poor chris finally is wanting to help me out and i don't even see it uh it is what it is but yeah, starting out with the first one, we have Call of the Night, or Yofukashi no Uta. This one is Racked by Insomnia and Wonderlust. Ko, I'm moving trailer over. Ko Yama, Yamori is driven onto the moonlit streets every night in an aimless search for something he can't seem to name. His nightly ritual is marked by purposeless introspection until he meets Nazuna, who might just be a vampire. Ko's new companion could offer him dark gifts and a vampire immortality, but where there are conditions that must be met before Ko can sink his teeth into vampirism. And he'll have to discover just how far he's willing to go to satisfy desires before he can heed the call of the night. Uh, this one's being done by Leiden Films. Manga is the source. Uh, the genres are comedy, psychological, slice of life, supernatural. Director is Tomoyuki Itamura, who did the Monogatari series, the case study of Bonitas, and the series competition by uh, Mich- uh, Michiko Yokote, who, of course, has done a ton of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Vampire g- ga- Garus? <laughs> yeah, you could say Vampire Garus. I was saying Vampire Toga. <laughs> she literally looks like Toga from My Hero Academia. But, um, yeah, it's it looks really good. I mean, this is the one that I think when we had the PV come out for it, it was like, like instantaneously. Holy crap, I love the style of this. It has a very, I don't know, a dark contrast saturated type look to it. it it's, it's, very, it's got a very night, uh, night light type of look to it, for sure. I mean, obviously, a lot of this is probably going to be based on night setting because vampires. Um, I haven't actually seen this trailer yet, so this must be a new trailer. But it looks it looks really good. Now I wasn't really I didn't know about the synopsis and the idea behind it until like literally when I did that live stream, which did kind of change a little bit for me in, in perspective because it's it's kind of shifting from I don't know I was thinking it'd be just him hanging out with vampires and maybe having a little bit of a you know will she bite him kind of thing and I thought that he she was kind of teasing him but it does seem like it's going to go for more of an idea of do you really want this kind of thing. Like, he wants this. He It seems like he might want to change up his life. And she's offering him something, but wants him to make a proper decision on it. 
not just jump into it. Like, you're going to have to be, you know, satiate your, your desire for blood or whatever. Um, and maybe he's not too willing to get into that aspect or not, but... And then having, like, I don't know, the key art... I I knew about the main girl, like I said, Togo, Togo look-alike. <laughs> and then they introduced a trailer with the blonde-haired girl. And I was like, okay, so they're going to do, like, a trailer for each one of these girls. And then literally I see the key art, and it has, like, <laughs> like ten girls in it. And I'm like, okay, how many vampires are going to be after this guy? And is it going to be, like, one of those things where she's going to be, no, don't bite him. He's mine kind of thing. Probably. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun, so... It looks good. I, I, I think it uh, the the characters look fantastic. Um, like the concept. Yeah, definitely interesting sh- uh, show for sure. Yeah. And a, just a, my gosh, a great director. I mean, we're, we got the guy behind Monogatari series working on it and the case study of Vinitas, which I absolutely adore. So, and like I said, a series composition writer that's been around for a long time that's done a lot of fantastic stuff. So, uh, Michiko Yokote is one that we always bring up, and it's the one that is like, why isn't it, it's one of those sad things where you just nobody really talks about Michiko Yokote, and Yokote just works on just everything, <laughs> like at least one or two shows a season, and they're just phenomenal. So good stuff there. Definitely looking forward to this one. It's it's definitely got a lot of hype for me. It's it's up there for one of my picks. So let's get into some cutesy stuff here. Let's get into some cutesy stuff. We have, when will Ayumu makes, uh, make his move? This is one we've been talking about for a while. I think this was something that was brought up, I think, last year when we were talking about uh, this particular creator, uh, Soichiro Yamamoto, who, of course, is known for doing Teasing Master Takagi-san. And here this last season, or this current season, um, uh, the In the Heart of Konoichi Sabaki. This is a teasing girl, cutesy, forehead girl type of mangaka. And it's definitely exciting to see that they've had this is a third of their work that's going to get adapted, which is absolutely fantastic. So, this one is Sore Dormo Ayumu wa Yose Tekuru. This one of the story is a two person shogi club. The senpai is obsessed with shogi and making her expressionless kohai confess. So, I guess, like, it seems like it's going to be sort of Teasing Master Takagi-san, but more in this one girl that really wants to, like, poke at this guy that's emotionless, or at least expressionless, and then she gets flustered. So, <laughs> I I think it's literally the, embar- like, when whenever Takagi gets some, side, uh, some sort of payback, like, you know, what she wants from uh, Nishikata, that, that's, that's this girl, because <laughs> she actually gets flustered. Um, but yeah, Studio Silverlink sources a manga. The dramas are comedy, romance, slice of life. Director is Mirai Minato, who did Jahi Sama Will Not Be Defeated, Fake Clyde Liner Prisma Ilia, and Masamune Kun's Revenge. Uh, the series composition by Hitomi Mueno, who of course is another one that I think is kind of should be more well known. Um, they've done Snow White with Red Hair, Flying Witch, and a boat tone more. So yeah. Definitely an excellent series composition writer, so which you'll need for this really adorable show, of course. <laughs> and and it doesn't need to be said that I'm I'm absolutely super hyped for this. I I love um, the the forehead girls in in general. Um, they've always had some very adorable, just fun shows. So yeah, absolutely hyped for this. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of joking when we first got the trailer for this one that it it's literally going to be like uh, a Haren-san will not uh, is as incomprehensible or indecipherable. 
I had it in Son, but with the, I don't know, the, the, the brother. <laughs> the brother of Aaron. Because <laughs> you do have, like, the, the mean-eyed-looking male character that seems like he's got no real expression. And then you have, like, a more ganky Aaron that's after him. I don't know. She definitely looks really cute. I think she's probably going to be the thing that's going to sell this show. Obviously, I think a lot of her cuteness is going to come from the fact that she's going to want him to be, like, have some sort of expression, but he's not really expressionful. Doesn't have much expression. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the only thing that I'm kind of hesitant is we've talked about before where a lot of this writer's side characters, at least with Takagi-san, aren't very interesting. They're a lot in- more interesting in um, Konoichi Subaki because that show is just full of a bunch of dorky girls, with, all with their own little quirks. Where, at least with Takagi-san, the side characters aren't that great. And this one looks like it's got a lot of emphasis on a lot of side characters. And I'm hoping that those characters will be a lot more well-written now. Because this is, I mean, one of their later works, so they're getting a little better with the side characters. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. One has a very unique hairstyle in that they have, like, two bangs that come down and attach to each other over the eye. I've never <laughs> seen that before, and that's a new <laughs> that's a new style. But this 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 character designer the the mangaka is really good with character designs. I mean, Konoichi Sabaki has like what thirty characters, and they all look so unique and yeah. just absolutely adorable. So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, and hopefully Konoichi Sabaki keeps going on because they they technically are seemingly finishing Takagi-san in full adaptation. So it does seem like they put a lot of care into this creator's work. So hopefully this other stuff gets full adaptations as well. We'll see. Yeah, when will Ayumu make his move? The only, the only other thing is I don't like Shogi, so hopefully it's not too deep in the Shogi stuff. <laughs> it doesn't seem like based on the, the PV they put all that much care. I think the Shogi will just be a reason for them to be together. Just Shogi. What, what is with Shogi in Japan? They just love their Shogi. Anyways. Moving on. Uh, this is probably the most depressing show that I've seen out of all the trailers. Uh, my Isekai life, I gained a second character class and became the strongest sage in the world. Tensai Kinja no Isekai life, Daini no Shokugyo wo ette Sekai Saikyo ni Narimashita. It's a long title. Uh, Sano Yuji, a black company employee, is summoned to another world while finishing uh, while finishing his work at home. His profession is the other world, a monster tamer. Uh, his, pre- his profession in the other world, a monster tamer, is considered a job that makes it difficult to become an adventurer. However, thanks to some slimes he met, which reads uh, which reads several magic books, he gained magical powers. And the second profession, Sage. Yuji acquired uh, acquired overwhelming power, but is he conscious of that strength? Blindly becoming unparalleled and strongest in the world. This will be done by Studio Reverut. Uh, the source is a light novel. The uh, genres are action, adventure, fantasy. The director is Keisuke Kojima. Uh, of course, he's done assistant director work for Babylon. And the creator of this one is Shoto Shiko, Shinko, who did The Strongest Stage with Arika's Crest. So, this is supposedly having a one-hour premiere, according to somebody in the chat when I was on Twitch. So, if it's wrong, then it's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> Never trust the chat. Um, yeah. 
This is probably easily the the one PB that I just kind of went, uh, okay. Well, there's a cute, there's a cute yeah. demon looking girl. That's mm-hmm. about it. And there's like a, there's a Ranga wannabe. I don't know. I, I was joking. This looks like, I don't know, a, a cross between that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Um, the God, the, what was that? The God's blessing one. Uh, the, the, I, I always forget the name of it every time we kind of think about it. By the gods' blessings or something like that. By the grace of the gods. By the grace of the gods, yeah. It's like that, slime, and... Yeah, I guess you could throw in there the strongest stage with the weakest crest because literally it's the creator. But I don't know. I, I have zero expectations for this just because of the creator. Um, they could... This could be their second work. I don't know. I'm not sure if this is their second work. So they could be better at writing, but... I just... I, I get nothing out of this, unfortunately. It just looks like a. it's going to be a super powerful isekai but we'll see we'll, we'll, we'll watch every show it could be fun um i think the only thing that's really kind of drawing me is like i said the cute demon girl but also the slimes look kind of fun so maybe they'll maybe the, the slimes will be more involved in than the other one so we'll see but yeah the wrongo wannabe <laughs> I'm- the, the walmart wrongo why walmart <laughs> <laughs> that's how you say budget like it's like the best value whatever I, I'm I'm uh, hopeful for it. I, uh, I I don't have any high expectations of it uh, in in general. Mostly, I it it seems I don't think Reverend's a good studio either. That's the other problem. I mean, their PV looks great, but they like to make PVs look great with everything. It's it seems generally interesting that uh, they can take a an interesting twist on it. Mostly on the f- aspect of that the. The summons might be more connected to him than uh, than usual. Um, so hopefully this this will turn into something that could be uh, well received for sure. Yeah, they did uh, slimes, uh, three hundred year slimes in Babylon. So I mean, they've with slimes they definitely did some crazy stuff. Babylon was more you know kind of slow pace, not really high action type stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. I have, like I said, zero expectations, so maybe it'll surprise me. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, my Isekai life. Moving on, we have my stepsister is my ex-girlfriend, or my stepmom's daughter is my ex, as the other title was before they changed it, apparently. Uh, this one is Mamahaha no Surego ga Moto Kano Date. Ah, high school. Is there any better place to start a fresh after uh, start fresh after a horrible middle school relationship? Nope, not unless your ex ends up at the same school as you and is now your step sibling. What was supposed to be a sanctuary of peace where I could avoid ever seeing her again has become a living nightmare. Everywhere I look, I see her in my house, in my school, in my class. There's no escape. Uh, she even claims that she's the older sibling, like hell she is. But I won't lose to her after all. I'm the older brother in this new family situation. That's right. We're family now. We, we've kind of established that already. Uh, <laughs> no matter... Well, I guess by the title, I don't think it actually says it on here. No matter how much we may have thought we loved each other before, uh, we saw one another's true colors and realized we weren't meant for each other. That's why even though we may keep up a buddy-buddy sibling act for the sake of our parents, things will never go back to how they used to be. Such as... <laughs> Such an angsty teen synopsis. Who the hell wrote that? 
Uh, I don't know. The, the synopsis worries me for this show. Like, everything else is just great trash fire, but the synopsis makes me worry about it. <laughs> Project number nine is working on it. Uh, it for some that can tell, it looks very Higahito, um, the one where I shaved and took in a high school runaway. Um, very much to that design. It's not the same character designer, but it definitely has that style to it, which is technically the same studio. So I, I, I think it's a cute style. So. Sources of light novels, genres are comedy, romance. Director is Shinsuke uh, Yanagi, who did Angel 3P, Never Grow Online, Ryo's Work Is Never Done. So the good with Echi. Uh, serious competition by Hitomi Ueno, which I mentioned earlier, Snow White with Red Hair, Flying Witch, and tons of others. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going into this expecting it to be a trash fire. Um, I don't know if there's going to be anything more than that. I'd, I'll be curious, just because the synopsis, like I said, really makes me very lukewarm on the concept, just because of the whole sibling whininess of it. But we'll see. I, I think this is going to be... It, it obviously is going to play a lot off on the idea of them being siblings and, and trying to be happy, friendly, and everything like that. But then having probably relationships outside of that, but then realizing they like each other in the end. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if it goes the 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 uh, the I I don't know. That, that's one of those things. Like I always troubling whenever you get into the concept of siscon brocon stuff. It's like, well, they technically were in a relationship before, and now they're being forced to have to be siblings. So I, it's it's a little bit harder for me to to think that that's like a no go area. Like I, I'm, it was a little easier with some other shows getting into allowing or accepting that they can have a siscon brocon relationship actually flourish in the end. I won't mention the name of that particular title. I'm sure most people know what I'm talking about. But this was like a little bit different story. I mean, le- legally it kind of ruins things, but in the end it's not really the same thing. In 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 some cases, I kind of want this to just be a um, where they just constantly are blowing up on each other. I don't know what about this show makes me want to see them argue constantly. I mean, I know it will get uh, because old very fast. Angry face. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, I know that it'll get old real quick, but I, there's something about it that just screams. I want to see them yelling and screaming at each other constantly. <laughs> now, here's the here's the thing that's going to be really. Uh, one of those early part frustrations for me is it's going to be if how familiar they're they how familiar they are with each other because I guess depending how long they spent together in their relationship they had before if, if it turns into one of those things where they are like flustered around each other when they're close it wouldn't make any sense because they have obviously been in a relationship before and then at the same time we don't really know how much of a relationship they had before I mean they could have just been hanging out in the library talking. But, um, like, if it's an actual lovey-dovey relationship where they were all over each other, that's that's the big question mark. I'll be curious also if there's any of the friends that they had before that knows they were in a relationship together and now they're f- siblings. <laughs> but, yeah, it looks cute. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, the synopsis does not... <laughs> the synopsis ruins it for me. Like hell she is. <laughs> Sounds like angsty teen. Uh, we'll see. My stepsister is my ex-girlfriend. Did we get no no PVs for the next one? the heck no that's i'm i'm i was talking about that on the stream i'm like i don't think this is actually happening like i think this is going to be delayed because we're two weeks out and we don't have a pv for this thing um that's not a good sign honestly yeah there's no there's no pvs for this show but that show is isekai mikyo de heremwo 
This one is harem in a lab- harem in a labyrinth of another world. I really hate how that drinking title structure. Uh, struggling with life and society, high school student Michio Kaga wanders about the internet and lands on an odd website. The website, featuring a number of questions and a point-based system, allows one to create skills and abilities for a character. Upon completing his character, Kaga was transported to a game-like fantasy world and reborn as a strong man who can claim idol-level girls. Thus begins the cheat and harem legend of a reborn man. Studio is Passione. The source is a light novel. The genres are drama, ecchi, fantasy, romance. And the director is Naoyuki Tatsuwa, who did Nisekoi. And it's streaming on Crunchyroll, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Andrew Andrew did that to, ta- to taunt me. He, he he sent me a message at some point. I always put the guess streaming who- <laughs> service when the no, sites no, actually he, work. He texted me and he said, hey, uh, guess, oh. who, guess who got uh, uh, your show? I'm like... Please don't say it. Please don't say it. Crunchyroll. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be um, fair, I don't think this is even listed on like ATX or anything like that in Japan. So I don't even know that if Japan's getting an uncensored version or if it's even going to get that. I don't know. Questionable. It could be a very censored version of it. Well, I and I and I mentioned this before. It's not. I mean, yeah, it'll probably get caught up in that uh, that group where they'll they'll go on and on about it because but the first scenes quote unquote if you want to call it that is probably going to be near episode three or four before they ever get to any of that kind of stuff i mean um it it'll it'll really depend on how fast they they chew through the content which i hope they i hope they take their time with it because it is a it is a um the the show is going to be very in his head um but yeah, I'm super hype about this show. I've been I've been screaming about how ever since I heard that they were actually doing this. This is one of the very few um, stories that I had kind of picked up um, just on on a whim. I the the concept was kind of fun, and I went digging into it, and I really like it. And when they announced it, I was super hype about it. Um, I've been trying to I, I tried for a very long time to kind of keep my my excitement about this down, kind of lower tiered but right because i don't want to overhype it uh for everybody <laughs> like else every time we talk about it every time we talk about something s- close to it he has to go so where's my one show does my one show get an adaptation yet like if you bring up did my one show get an adaptation literally every other discussional you're trying you're you're not doing a good job <laughs> so you've watched nisekoi you got you got the feel of this director and how they put together scenes and how they you know handle things. Good director for it, I'm guessing. Yes, because uh, mostly, obviously not going to have the style of that because that was Shaft, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm gonna assume because the the team that they've got there's only one thing about this so far that I'm kind of peeved about that roxanne or whatever is super thick yes um <laughs> super but thick. I, not that not there's anything wrong with her being super thick it's just that her character doesn't seem to be super thick in all the other art yeah she, and that's that's the thing is uh it's not it's not that that's necessarily going to be a bad thing i i just i i 
I like her she, because she's more of a motherly type figure. Um, Roxanne is. Oh, so she needs to be thick. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> she's she's just more. I think that the voice actress that they picked for her is fantastic. They they picked Krista, um, which from Chris Attack has to tell me every two minutes. <laughs> um, from uh, Attack on Titan, um, she's she's a very more kind of more low key, um, yet has a very feminine voice, and so I think that that will really work well for Roxanne um, as this kind of more. Um, uh, soothing type character, which is what Roxanne is to a T. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited. This is the the same group that did uh, Ishiko. Reviewers? Yeah, interspecies reviewers. Yeah, that's gonna be dangerous. Nice. So it's definitely gonna get dropped by Crunchyroll. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go again. Okay, we joked about this when interspecies reviewers was re- was was picked up by Funimation. What did we say? What are you doing? What are you doing, Funimation? You shouldn't be touching this. Why are you licensing this? And sure enough, within an episode, they're literally dropping the entire title from their website. And we have to get it through another company physically just to watch it. They're doing it again. The same exact... They're going literally into the same door and they're going, Hey, what's up, guys? I'm sorry about the whole interspecies reviewer thing. I know, water under the bridge. And they're like, don't worry about it. We got another show. You're going to love it. They're like, really? <laughs> yeah, here, take this one. It's about this guy that goes into, that gets a harem in this isekai dungeon. Uh, is there any not raunchy stuff in it? Nah, man. There's like just, you know, maybe some later possible, uh, in you know, stuff, adult stuff. But, you know, oh, it's fine. Let's take it. Let's take it. They're going to do it again. They're literally going to do it again. <laughs> but no, I mean. Miracle-chan also looked really fantastic. So it's a good studio um, when they want to be. but Because they've done things like Roka Five or Six Flowers and stuff, which weren't that great looking. But they, they can definitely put the quality in where the quality needs to be. That's 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 for sure. I, I have a, a lot of hopes for this. I mean, it, it, everything about it um, should work out fantastic. Um, I... I'm I'm holding out hope of they're not going to push some of the stuff. When, to to give everybody an idea, I, I I in in some ways the the um the synopsis is kind of um not well uh when he when it says that he went to a random website, he didn't. He he's he's on the edge of um he needs some he he feels like he needs something to push him over the edge of um how do I put this? He he's he's considering um, ending his his life. So in in some ways, it's the he's he's kind of he doesn't want to because he doesn't want to feel pain, and so he's going from website to website. And this one website, he bumps into a what he thinks is an invitation to a MMO. And so that's when he gets into the whole uh, creating your character and all that stuff. And he he just because he's basically can't handle not having a perfect uh, uh, settings, he just keeps clicking through and clicking through. And that'll probably be a five-minute sec- section of him clicking because that's how long they went through this entire process in the in the um, story or in the, the novel. So that brings him into this other world when he clicks accept and everything like that. Um, so... Yeah, there is aspects to this world that I know for a very uh, strong fact that people will not like about this story. And so 
and that's why I say I, I wish Crunchyroll did not pick this up in any way, shape, or form. Nothing about this is good uh, that Crunchyroll picked it up. Um, I almost guarantee you what Andrew said about them dropping it is almost a guarantee. I hope not. I really do. I, I, I hold out hope that they're going to be kind of gentle. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the, nothing about this is, is, is a good, good thing. Uh, on on the western side, anyway. Did, did Roxanne say that? Please be gentle. <laughs> are you? Are you? I'm not gonna answer. <laughs> what is that? Is that like what? A four, four, uh, not the, not the Freudian slip. It's the um, it's the other one where you just slip something out uh, unintentionally because it's in your mind. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't think they still have like listing. No, oh, it's got ATX. Oh man, there is an ATX version. Yeah, we're not getting that one. We're not getting that one. We'll be getting the I don't know Tokyo MX probably version or something. I I I'm 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 just dumbfounded. I guess right? Chris is downloading this, is, this show. <laughs> there's 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 I don't. This understand. is for sure dropping off a of Crunchyroll then. Exactly. There's there's I I I I'm hoping that. So, but you're uh, saying that like all the like super raunchy stuff is later. There is aspects that they could use to their advantage. Um, but I it, it's it's. Similar in some ways to the slave harem or the, the, um, the not, uh, slave harem, the, um, the harem in, in the future show that we just had, um, where he goes to sleep and wakes up in, in the future. Um, there's only five girls to every million guys or something like that. Oh, world's in harem. Yeah. Um, world's in harem. It, it, it's going to be kind of similar in aspects to that. So a bunch um, of pixelized black squares everywhere probably <laughs> um but it's it's more along the lines of when he goes to those areas it's not like his entire world is covered in um naked ladies it's it's going to be literally he's going to have to go to that section and there is an aspect that he does go to that area um, red light district kind of thing red light district yeah um so it's not like it's constantly in your face it's literally he's going to go to that yeah, I, I. Truth be told, I don't think there's going to be a problem with this being on Crunchyroll. Like I said, it's going to be the censored version, no doubt. This will not be. Will, they will not get the ATX version. They never do. Um, it's it's very rare case whenever a company actually gets the uncensored version for streaming, uh, which I think is yes. Technically, right now they have um, the Shin Ikitosin, but that that literally didn't have a censored version. That just they all they had was a uh, uncensored version. Now in I, I think interspecies reviewers was just like a very odd case that it was landing at the time. There was a an issue happening at the time with the voice actors, and they didn't want that bad publicity, like a possibility. I think even one one of the people involved was going to do a voice in that show, um, and so they decided to drop it because of that. Because they've had plenty of raunchy stuff. Again, they technically had World's in Harem on Crunchyroll, granted super censored, and I think they'll have this in that same regard. I, again, I just don't think we're going to have the ATX version. I think this might be one of those ones where you might just want to just get it through other means if they don't. And that's their fault because they're not getting the proper version that needs to be getting. So, I'm putting all um, kinds of hope in you, High Dive. I really am. Please grab the, the physical release. <laughs> Please. True, true, right, true. I do. I, I, I do. I guarantee you I will purchase this if I see it. Um, you haven't even watched it yet. It's going to be like super thick and wonky looking and... and and it's going to fall apart, and it's just going to have all the scenes cut. Probably. 
I don't it's care. There. I'm still gonna want it. I want it. I I love Roxy. Love the the girls later. So yeah, it's right. worth it. There you go. Harem in another and I keep wanting to say harem in another world. Harem in the labyrinth of another world. There you go. We'll see. We'll see how train wreck that turns out to be. <laughs> Let's get into some more etchy. We got a lineup of etchy now. Kinso no vermeil. Gake Pucci. Gake Pucci? Gake Pucci? That guy's a Gake Pucci. Gake Pucci. Majutsushi wa saikyo no yakusai to maho sekai wo suki susumu. Or the Royal or or Ortigia. Ortigia? Royal Ortigia Magic Academy. No, that's that's the synopsis. Sorry. What is the what is the Japanese or what's the English title for this one? I don't think I wrote it down. No, don't don't do that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is there no possible English title for this thing? I need a like a something. Go to translate. That that's gonna butcher it. You know it. Yeah, I know, but you're you're obviously not gonna get it any other way, so I was hoping that there would be like a wiki or something. Is she supposed to be a succubus? I'm assuming. Vermili, or Vermil in Dear gold. Heavens, a desperate mage, a magician barges into the wor- magical world alongside the strongest calamity. I'm guessing she's the strongest calamity. So yeah. Vermil in calamity? gold. What <laughs> calamity? in gold. So Vermil in gold is at Royal Ortigia Magic Academy. Alto, on the verge of, fall- of failing the summoning magic class and having to repeat the year, stumbles upon a grimoire and draws a magic circle, summoning the sealed demon Vermeil and making her his familiar. She has been free- uh, a feared devil since ancient times and possesses tremendous power to cause disasters. Vermeil, as a familiar, necessitates... <laughs> Magical energy on a daily basis. Oh, I wonder how she does that. Which she obtains from Alto via passionate kissing. Man, because that's super lewd for for Japan. I, uh, I, you can you can say this is uh, passionate kissing. You could say that. <laughs> no, he just touched his pelvis and he got all excited as they do because he's a he's a Boku. He looks like a Boku character. <laughs> I guarantee you he's a Boku character. <laughs> Lilia, Alto's childhood friend, who's probably the purple hair or pink hair girl that just went crazy, uh, grows envious of their relationship while the students are also taken aback by the unprecedented familiar. The Royal Road Fantasy. The Royal Road Fantasy? The Royal Road Fantasy? What the hell is that? The Royal Road Fantasy of a magician on the edge of failure and an unhealthy devil sister begins. What is it? A, what's a, the royal road fantasy? Like, is, is royal roads like some sort of like writing term? I don't know. The royal road fantasy. Like, I, I get like the rom com fantasy or the isekai fantasy, but the royal road fantasy. <laughs> what the hell is that? I hate these synopsis so much because I struggle with them and I and I I, I can't fathom their writing patterns sometimes. Anyways. Um, yeah, this one, I, the, the thing I got out of this one is it, it, it looks fine. I'm not too fond of some of the character designs, but 
I'm going to hate this on the main character alone. Like, the PV, I already hate the main character. I absolutely hate the main character. And I, I feel like this is going to be one of those ones where everybody goes, this show's stupid because the main character's an idiot. Because it's, it's got one of those Boku Boku, please don't touch me, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Boku Boku runs away kind of things. But we'll see. And hopefully it doesn't get picked up by Crunchyroll. It probably will, though. I'm guessing this is another one that might have an ATX version because the the PV is already pretty risque. Now, it could be one of those ones where it just cuts away just in time kind of things. But, yes, it's got an ATX version. So this one will have a version that's probably going to be uncensored and one that's going to be censored. So keep that in mind. But yeah, we'll see. The, the other problem this one has, and I think it's really what I'm getting from the PV already, is it's got a studio working on it, Staple Entertainment, that's not really known for doing anything themselves. They're just really a lot of in-betweens for other companies. So good luck on this one keeping decently visually for past the first episode. <laughs> this is probably one of those ones that kind of falls apart at some point. But the sources of manga, genres are etchy fantasy. Uh, the director is Takashi Naoya who did 3D Kanojo, Childhood Friend Won't Lose, and series composition by Tatsuya Takahashi, who did um, Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years, Idol Master Cinderella Girls, Adeoli Pride, and Domestic Girlfriend. So, decent team behind it, honestly. So, we'll see. We'll see if the studio can keep it up. Obviously, you know, those first-time studios can sometimes really knock it out of the park. So, we'll see. So is this leg- this I don't know I was gonna I was gonna say this looks like uh, Rosario X Vampire ish, but he technically it is a school of summoning. So obviously it'll be something normal to have uh, a crazy succubus chick following your. No, she's not a succubus. She's a demon that needs to get power like a succubus. So she's got a succubus tail. She's a succubus. She's she's a demon. She is. she can have devils, succubus devils, are demons. De- Right. I don't, I don't understand where you're going with that. <laughs> Devils have tails like that, too. They don't have to be succubus to have that tail. Uh, I don't know. Chris is very knowledgeable in the succubuses, apparently. Yes, <laughs> I am. I will not ex- explain why. Anywho. <laughs> Vermil in gold. A desperate ma- magician barges into the magical world alongside the strongest calamity. Look forward to that if you're interested. Moving on, we have Engage Kiss. This is one that I don't think I really had on my radar at all until I seen the PV. And then I was like, I'm sold. I want this now. Uh, the anime is set in Beilong City, an artificial island city established outside of any country's jurisdiction. That would work out well. That's always going to work out well. In the Pacific Ocean to exploit local natural resources. In particular, the mining of the new energy source resource Orgonium has resulted in an outbreak of D disasters. That's not Japan, please, dude. <laughs> By demons in the city. Private military companies are tasked with dealing with these incidents. The protagonist, Shu, runs a small uh, private military company, though his spending habits have left him constantly penniless. A demon girl named Kisara does contract work for Shu's office and constantly is worried about him. Kisara attends a high school in Beilong City and does everything from clerk work to housework chores with confidence. Meanwhile, Ayano is Shu's ex-girlfriend, an elite agent and former work colleague in the former in the in a major private military company that Shu used to work for. So, you obviously have 
guy running a company. He's terrible at it. You have cute demon girl that wants to help him. And then you have cute childhood friend or ex-girlfriend that doesn't probably like the demon girl. I already calling it. Anyways, studio is A1 Pictures. Source is original. The genres are action, comedy, supernatural, romance. And the writer behind this one is Fumiyaki Maruto, who has done Saikano How to Raise a Boy and Girlfriend, White Album, and Classroom Crisis. And Classroom Crisis. The uh, character designs by uh, Sunako, who did Day Live, Verge, uh, Hyperdimension, Neptunia. So, yeah, it looks great. It already looks great. I, I'm actually, it was kind of one of those things where you always get a mixed bag with A1 Pictures, and this is definitely one that looks like they're going to be doing a lot of really good work with it. A lot of the action scenes already look fantastic. The characters look absolutely cute. Um, I really like the pink hair girl. She looks like she's going to have a little bit of a, a teasiness about her. That's going to be great. So we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, the, I what stood out to me was the action scenes. They look absolutely fantastic. I, I, I'm super hyped just based on the action scenes alone. Um, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, the character designs are great too. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Now, the the quick big question mark is going to be like the overall story. I'm not sure how that's going to turn out. Again, we technically have a writer that's more known for characters than like big plot lines. So that's going to be the big question mark. Again, technically working Psychono, White Album, Classroom Crisis. Classroom Crisis, I think where it got to the bigger stuff was where its downfall was at. So again, but this writer's really good at characters. And so that's why I know that I'm going to love all these characters a lot is because their their work with characters with like Psychono especially. I just loved editing and stuff. So we'll see. But it, yeah, visually alone, it looks fantastic. So We'll see. Engage Kiss. Check that out if that sounds good to you. Moving on. Ruby Ice Queendom. Probably the biggest shock announcements that we had in the last couple, like literally a couple months. <laughs> Just came out of nowhere and they said, hey, it's coming in the summer. Um, yeah, this one's crazy. Uh, for those that are, uh, the synopsis for Ruby Ice Queendom um, this presents a Ruby in a beautiful 2D anime visuals. Ruby imagines a world filled with horrific monsters bent on death and destruction. And humanity's only hope is dependent upon powerful huntsmen and huntresses. Ruby Rose, Weiss Schnee, uh, Blake Belladonna, I don't know if these are English or Japanese or Chinese, and Yang Zhang Long are four such huntresses. Please leave comments saying how much you hated how I pronounced those names. I love it. I'm pretty sure that's Blake, by the way. A block A. I don't know. It's like as I said. I don't know if it's Japanese or Chinese or English or what. There's like it's English. Nothing signifies this will be English. So so is this English too? Obviously, it was, it's Chinese. It was written by uh, English people, so it's probably English. <laughs> no, it was written by Monty Ohm. Well, he technically is. He's definitely not English. <laughs> He's Asian, but sure, he can. you can assume that he speaks English natively. I don't know. I don't make the writing. I just struggle with reading synopsis that are in different <laughs> languages. Like, Schwarzenmarken. Oh, I, I was just trying to help like, you with Blake. <laughs> no, you're criticizing me for not assuming that this has to be English. I get enough of it from the comment section. Like, oh, this is actually this. So you have to... That's, I didn't... It doesn't say. Like, this is going to be Chinese. So he, this is English then, because this is written by an English person, right? I, I I don't know. I was just helping you with Blake. 
You got defensive. But I said, what signifies it? You said because it's an English writer. So this is obviously English, right? I'm just showing you how dumb that thought process is. That just bugs me. That's fine. Thanks, Chris. Ruby Rose. Wise Schnee. Blake. Belladonna. And Yang Yang Zhao Long are four such huntsmen in training whose journeys will take them as far past the grounds of their school. Beacon Academy. Uh, That's an easy one to read. Uh, Though each of them may be powerful on their own, these four girls must overcome dark forces that work as a team if they truly hope to become the next generation of Remnant's protectors. This is being done by Studio Shaft. This, this is the crazy thing. So it's it's basically Ruby, again, based off of Monty Ohm's work that he did for Rooster Teeth or whatever. Um, obviously, unfortunately, he has passed away. And it does seem like, the, like I guess, somebody... I don't know if this... I, I have, I've yet to find like something that says specifically. Like I don't know if this is Rooster Teeth that uh, says pump a bunch of money into an anime. If this is like an homage to Monty Ohm done by a certain group or what. But it's like... Shaft is working on it. So it's going to have some crazy animation. You have, again, director Kinjiro Okara, who did March Comes Like a Lion. Uh, you also have another director, Toshima uh, Toshimasa Suzuki, who worked on Fafner Dead Aggressor and Gets Arise. Uh, you have Planning and Animation Concept by Jinra Bucci, uh, which, whatever the hell that means. Um, the <laughs> theme song being done by TK from Ling Tosite Shikori. You have character designs nice. by Fook, obviously, because <laughs> I think he did the original ones. Um, I'm not sure. But yeah, crazy team behind it. Um, absolutely crazy team behind it. And like I said, I don't know if somebody got some dirt on somebody or what, but it is kind of a dream team kind of thing. Again, I don't know if a lot of this stuff is just putting their names on it just to sell it, but it, it's it's crazy stuff. And I... Granted, I, I'm always mixed when it comes to Shaft. I'm obviously not the biggest Shaft fan, but I do love a lot of their works that, that's come out from them. But you cannot doubt some of this animation just blows me away. It's, it's one of those things where in, in most of the scenes it looks very flat, but then when you see the action scenes, it's like, this is what I kind of wanted. When everybody was hyping up Ruby for me to go watch it, I was like, I, don't, I just don't like how it looks. I mean, all credit to Monte Ohm for doing the work they did solo, but it, it just it's not... It's not visually my kind of cup of tea, but this is like, oh, this is how I wanted it to look. <laughs> this is how I wanted it to look. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know if they have listed maybe producers behind it. There was aspects to Ruby. I, I when everybody was super hype on it, I, I did go and check it out just to just to see it, um, to see what was what the hype was about. And I I. I give it all the credit in the world. So the the action scenes looked fantastic when they went all out. Um, the the storyline was generally interesting. I I did really like the kind of underworld magic um, as kind of a not necessarily a drug, but kind of this underworld um, uh, trafficking of the the magic essence or whatever it was. It was some kind of a dust that they were they were passing around. And then all the girls just somehow ending up involved in all this and, and, and trying to deal with the, the hunter aspect and all that stuff and how they were getting kind of tied up into this kind of underworld thing that was going on. So there was a lot of aspects that I did really enjoy about the storyline. I liked a lot of the characters. Um, but 
the one thing that I did say when I did end up watching a lot of this is while I do like the action scenes, I do like the concepts. I do like the characters. I don't like the voice acting. I don't like the, um, the, um, the visuals. And like Andrew was saying, I don't like that, um, that kind of 3d, um, almost flash, uh, feel of it. Um, granted that was back then and we've uh, a lot of things have changed since then when it comes to the cg world um and i hope that uh if somebody does something that that it won't come off as robotic as they did back then um but when it comes down to it one thing i did want want more than anything was a um uh the japanese uh uh voice actresses which they have since released that and i did intend on going back but now i have even more reason that now i've got it uh done by shaft which i'm super hyped for so i hope that they capture the essence of of what it was and then and all they're doing is just translating it to to uh an anime which there's nothing else left to argue about for those of you who have been holding out yeah i know that eventually of course they they sent it over to japan and they redub it there the original work by monty um, they did, they moved it over there and they kind of did that re-dubbing of it in Japanese. And then I know that the fandom, I think, really took off when they started releasing it in, um, as a manga. And I was curious if that was going to be what this is eventually going to be about. I think, I don't think I've really had anybody really confirm that. Um, uh, but it is interesting to note that the, the producers behind this is Good Small Company and Bandai Namco Pick Arts, so... I don't know if Bandai Namco Arts was the group that actually published the manga. I was trying to look it up while Chris was talking, and I've, I've, I've obviously failed. But it, it's just one of those ones where I'm, I'm really curious. Is, I'm going to be curious about the story behind this. The, the curious behind uh, the story behind this is going to be probably more interesting to me than anything else. But I'm looking forward to it. It, it, it looks fun. Um, this will be my introduction to the Ruby world. Um, Chris has dabbled into it, but I haven't really touched it at all. So it does seem like that I I'm getting, I I've seen some, you know, side by side comparisons. So hopefully they're going to just be doing it from Weiss's perspective, the storyline of, uh, RWBY. So, um, it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. Hopefully, hopefully hey, Weiss is Weiss is by, uh, Tabun. my favorite character anyway. So Tabun. Tabun. Um, I was going to see if I can cross with Mal, but Mal apparently is dead right now. So, rip Mal, <laughs> rip Mal. Uh, there we go. Let's uh, let's move on to Andrew's one of Andrew's most exciting shows coming up. I put this in the top area for the new shows because this is technically a remake. Um, well, same as Ruby was as well. So, um, yeah, this one is Tokyo Mew Mew New. Scientists of the Mew Project use DNA of endangered species to create a team of heroines imbued with amazing superhuman abilities. One of them, Ichigo Momomiya, uh, awakens to discover she is armed with all the skills of a Iro, uh, Iriomote cat. Iriomote cat? It's a weird name for cat. Um, Ichigo must band together with the other Mew Mew girls to repel the alien incursion, all the while hiding their thrilling double lives from friends and family. Uh, this one's being done by Yumeta Company Graphenica. The source is a manga, the genres are adventure, comedy, fantasy, maho shoujo, romance, sci-fi, 
director is Takahiro Nat- Natori, who did Arya, the the two new recent movies. Uh, series composition by okay, I'm not gonna name. <laughs> We've already talked about my pronunciation. I'm it's Benedizione and Crepuscolo. I hope hopefully that's decently right. Uh, series composition by Yuka Yamada, who did Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid and Watatin. And of course, the original creator uh, of the story was Reiko Yoshida, who did uh, a lot of stuff for Kyoto Animation as well as the Hike story. But um, yeah, super jazz for this. I, I've mentioned several times before, I am a huge Tokyo Mimu fan. Um, after Sakura technically was my Sailor Moon, but this is kind of along there with it. Um, just one of those titles that I ran into at some point. Just wanting to look into more. I I want to say that the timeline was that I watched um, Carcaptor Sakura, and I really fell in love with Magical Girls at that point. And then I think I was looking around for other titles, and I found Tokyo Mew Mew and Shugo Chara, and I absolutely love them. So um, I am super hyped for this coming back. The only thing that I have that is putting a little pause on it is the fact that they kind of went out of their way to get nothing but new voice actresses, which does concern me a little bit because I think voicing is very important and sometimes I feel like new whenever they bring in new I mean everybody needs their first opportunity to get in there obviously you can't have experience until you actually do it but it does give me a little bit of pause that they just kind of went out there and just grabbed anybody that wanted to try out for it obviously they hailed a tryout so they would have to have done a good job but that's the only thing that I have a little bit of pause on but the rest of it I'm super happy to see these characters come back I absolutely adore this series it's super cute visually it already looks great um it kind of plays like a little bit into the old style while trying to obviously polish it up a little bit my big my big question mark that i have honestly is going to be around how how well they're going to polish it up to be more to new standards because obviously it's been a while since the original one came out and it was okay pacing if i remember correctly back then so i don't think it's going to be too bad but it might need a little bit of polishing of pacing to kind of bring new standards because obviously these days everybody wants everything faster. <laughs> pacing needs to be a little bit faster. So we'll see. We'll see. Definitely excited about this. Um, I I have checked it out uh, mostly on uh, Andrew's suggestion quite a few times. Um, I I don't I never finished it, but yeah, I definitely dug into it quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I'm I am excited about this. I can't I can't I love the 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 visuals. They look good. Um, uh, in, I I agree with Andrew. It's actually capturing the essence of the feel of the old old style, and still feels like it's been cleaned up and and polished and and feels new at the same time. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, super excited about it. I was totally convinced that the little mascot character was going to be um, Tama. Because in the trailer, it sounds like Tama, but then I looked it up and it wasn't Tama. So <laughs> unless they just made a mistake on the, the listings for it. But yeah, I'm surprised you didn't finish it because they, they have a wolf girl. One of the girls is a wolf girl. They have yeah. a monkey girl, wolf girl. I I I, I do I remember, remember liking the wolf I, girl. I I I was girl I was seeing I was uh, seeing her uh, looking up into the light. And that is so the monkey girl. She's just such a goofball. Yeah, I seem to remember liking the monkey girl a lot, but obviously cat girl, best girl. But we'll see, we'll see. Maybe might change my mind with this new cast. We'll we'll see. But yeah, I'm super happy about this one. Again, seeing this. Very uh, kind of a nostalgia part of me coming back is is a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Moving on, moving on. Let's get into some wholesome. Let's get into some wholesome stuff, Chris. We have the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Uh, Kumi, uh, Kumicho Musume to Sewa Gakari. This one is Kirishima Toru is the right-hand man of the Sakuragi crime family. For him, the job is a perfect excuse to let his violent instincts run wild, earning him the nickname of the Demon of Sakuragi. It seems like nothing will stand in the way... Uh, nothing will stand in the way of this vicious nature. But then one day, he receives an assignment unlike anything before to babysit the daughter of his boss. This is the heartwarming or the blood-curling story of a little girl and her Yakuza caretaker. Being done by Studio Lead... Uh, Studio Lead and Phil. Why am I... <laughs> Phil's in my head. Studio Phil and Gaina... The sources of manga, the genres are comedy, slice of life. The director is Itsuro Kawasaki, who did Listen to Me, Girls, I'm Your Father, Be the Beginning, and Magical Girl Ore. The series composition by Keichiro Ochi, who did Quintessential Quintuplets, Hinamatsuri, and The Demon Girl Next Door. So, some a really solid, at least solid, series composition writer. Uh, I think the director is solid on a certain point, but... <laughs> It's like listen to me, my listen to me, my girls. Uh, listen to me, my girls. Listen to me, girls. I'm your father. Was like one of those ones where I really liked it for the wholesome nature of it, and then like unfortunately they had that one side character that was like had to pervert the entire thing. Like it was like you have a a pretty wholesome idea here, but then all of a sudden this got this guy come in that has to pervert it all the time. It's like if that character wasn't in there, I think this is a perfect I a comparison here with just the wholesome nature of taking care of this girl, but. We'll see. I, I I think the the voice that they chose for it works out in the end. Even though I wanted Kendro Suda, but um, I think just both roles seems like they're doing a great job just based on the PV. Uh, it looks really cute. I I was kind of expecting it to be more comedy driven, very loud. But the PV that we have, anyways, is extremely laid back and much more wholesome. So I'm guessing. That should be what my expectations should be. It's not not loud, goofy shenanigans, but more wholesome. the The idea of the little cute girl taming the wild beast, basically. I love the con the the contrast uh, type shows, and this seems like it could be one of those where um, it's it's him over over exaggerating situations and her kind of toning it down with you know cutesiness so i love that contrasting nature between the two so i'm very excited about this um easily probably one of the ones that i'm most interested in seeing and i hope that it it doesn't get stuck in a short category or something like that so yeah I guess my big question mark is is how is it going to play out because the pv or the the synopsis makes it seem like this guy is a rough dude he just wants to get his violence out and then it's like any everything in the pv just looks like he's very chill and it's like so are they gonna have maybe an episode of him being pretty not that he's gonna be violent to her but that he's gonna be really annoyed by the fact that he has to be with her because he just wants to go out there and beat the crap out of people so it does seem like it's it's overplaying it in the synopsis and i don't know that it's gonna be that bad but it does it does lead to the idea that you know, when it does come down to somebody probably wanting to come after this girl because of who her father is, this dude's going to let loose. <laughs> this dude's going to let loose, and it's probably going to be really epic, even though it's probably going to be very tragic at the same time, as as she's probably not going to like the situation. But there you go. There's there's some violent scenes in the, this the second PV. 
He's gonna crack this bottle over somebody's head. But yeah. It looks like it's gonna be really cute, so... It's obviously one of those things where probably the boss knows that he's too violent and that he needs to chill out and probably wants to just give him an opportunity to chill a little bit. I'm not sure that I would trust some random dude that's super known for being violent with my daughter, but <laughs> it's it makes a cute story, so why not? Uh, the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Definitely looking forward to that one. For sure, for sure, for sure. All right, moving on. We have Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Stupidest title ever, I know. Hoshi no Samidare. One day, college student Yuhi is approached by talking lizard Sir Noi Croissant. Croissant immediately launches into a fantastical story. The powerful mage, Animus, intends to destroy the Earth with its biscuit hammer, a huge contraption looming high in Earth's orbit. Earth's only hope lies in the princess and her beast knights whose task is protecting the princess and defeating Animus. Yuhi is chosen as the Lizard Beast Knight, and despite having his misgiving, is quickly forced to defend himself against the golem created by the mage. He is saved by his neighbor, the Princess Asahina Samidare, and swears loyalty to her. However, the princess does not intend to save the Earth at all, she lets Yuhi in on her real motivations to prevent Animus from destroying the Earth, only to then annihilate the planet by her own hands. The pair continues to fight off attacks by Animus' golems, while the remaining Beast Knights are slowly being gathered and learning to use their powers. But Yuhi will have to decide for himself whether to go along with Asahina's plans, whom he is getting, uh, getting close to, or save the Earth. In the process, he must also confront his true self and determine where his loyalties lie. I must ask at this point, Chris, does this look familiar to you? Does the PV look familiar at all to you? Uh, no, not really. Okay. I was So as I was putting together this outline, this is the one that really shocked me, honestly. Because I was looking at the PV as we were doing it on stream, and I was like, and you can look at the VOD. And you, it, and I can, I, I swear, you can look at the VOD. The VOD, I, ha, I basically go, this looks like Planet With. Like, it, it just, it was giving me vibes of Planet With for some reason. Um, and sure enough, this is by the same creator as Planet With. And suddenly my jokes about the fact that the title's stupid, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, and the synopsis was kind of a little corny, and I suddenly went, oh, I now have like this extreme anticipation for this show, like none other in this entire list. Uh, for those who don't know, Planet With is an incredible show. Um, it was one of those shows where like the PV and the, and the key art was like, this looks like a kid's show. Uh, it has a goofy kid with his mask and this cat robot thing and, and this maid and he goes out and he's this, this superhero character and then, like, as the show goes along, it starts peeling away, like, all these layers of intrigue, and it starts getting into, like, revenge, justice, injustice, and all this crazy stuff. This is legit. Planet With was, like, my one of my favorite shows of 2018, and goes down as one of the biggest surprises of a show that I, in a long time. And I think me and Chris were pretty hype on it that year. We wanted people to go watch it because it surprised us so much. I even went back and listened to my review on it when I did my top um, 2018 shows video, and I was like, 
Yeah, I'm starting to remember all this stuff about that show that just completely blew us away. You're following the villain. The villain turns out to be, you know, his own reasons. There's a little bit of intrigue about the world that he once once was from that was destroyed by this dragon. Um, it's getting into, like, the fact that he's fighting off all these heroes that are stopping these weird creatures that are attacking uh, different civilizations. And villain characters that you think are villains are actually really interesting. And it was just, it was such a good story. Now, I admit this sounds a little bit close and samey to Planet With. The idea that you're technically playing, you're you're following the main character who seems to be like a quote-unquote villain. um, That this girl wants to destroy the world. Why would they be doing it? Um, But... If this writer isn't one of those types that just has lightning in the bottle for the first one with the planet with, I'm really hyped for the show because I know that this writer is really good at just very dynamic characters alone and things not being as they seem and unveiling and, you know, and revealing a lot of really interesting twists and turns in the story that will be absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, after after you mentioned it, I can see I can see why you would say uh, a lot of things are very similar to Planet With in the way that it feels at, in general. So yeah, I can I can see that. I do love the the idea of um, facing themselves in 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 a lot of cases. I lo- uh, I was I was sitting there going, um, <laughs> my my first inclination is, as, as as we were you know watching this and I was digesting what you were saying the. The idea of the princess who wants to destroy the world is saving you. I mean, why bother saving him if he's, she's going to destroy the world anyway? She needs his so. power. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't yeah. think she's very powerful. She could have some powers, but I think she needs the knights to be able to fight off the 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 biscuit hammer. <laughs> the biscuit hammer. <laughs> What's with biscuits? Sabaqui Bisco. <laughs> I guess it might. Well, Bisco was was um was a mushroom or something like that. So I don't know. I thought it was a, ki- a cookie. An old, uh, it's a cookie, isn't it? Oh, Sabikui, I thought was rust eater, and then Bisco was the was the mushroom. I don't know. Sabikui Bisco was a show. It was basically I thought that rust was his Bisco. name, and he was named after a cookie. But that hey, I didn't watch that far into it. Just that they made the reference to a cookie. Could be it could be a mushroom cookie. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Anyways, like I said, this this show literally turned from like a kids show to basically one of my most anticipated shows of this year in just one name drop and that's satoshi mizukami again the creator of planet with so if you i highly suggest people go watch planet with please it's it's a phenomenal show um it, it will it has so many twists and turns in its narrative like we mentioned before it was we we kept mentioning the idea of an, the layers of an onion as you pulled away you're getting so many different reveals that were just changing what you thought of each character every single episode i mean the whole i the the concept of the ed was around this idea of masks and pulling away those masks and how it portrayed that was like significance to each of the characters but if you don't plan on watching planet with just know this writer's really good um or at least planet with writing was phenomenal and so that could be enough reason to check out this show or at least give it a shot so and if you end up enjoying this show, know that you can go back and watch Planet Lift too. So I can't wait. I'm super jazzed for this show, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. I am um, beside myself with excitement for that one. So let's move on to some Tangirl. Let's move on to some Tangirl Best Girl. Chris, are you ready for Tangirl Best Girl? Of course. 
We have the maid I hired recently is mysterious, or as I like to keep making the joke, um, recently my maid is uh, is unusual. Saiken yatota maido ga ayashi. There's something really strange about the maid I just hired. No normal person could be so beautiful or cook such amazing, delicious food, or know exactly what. I, I, I'm, I'm going to switch this to make it funnier. Or know exactly what Boku want before Boku even ask. Because <laughs> he knows he's going to say Boku a lot. Uh, she must be using magic, right? A spell is the only thing that I could imagine to explain why my chest feels so tight whenever I look at her. I swear I'm going to get to the bottom of what makes this maid so mysterious. Being done by Studio Blade and Silverlink, the source of manga... He's confused about his Doki Dokis. Boku. The interesting thing behind this series is that it pretty much has the same team and everything. And the original creator as Jahisama will not be defeated, which you can definitely tell if you check out the PV for this. Like I said, Tang Girl, Best Girl. Uh, same kind of eyes uh, that they're kind of known for. Um, but yes, uh, the original creator is Wakame Konbu, who's done, again, the great Jahi will not be defeated. And the director is Mirai Minato, who did Jahisama Wat Be Defeated, as well as Fate Collide Liner Prisma Ilya and Masamune Kun's Revenge. So, great. Uh, I I admit that Jahisama Will Not Be Defeated had lulling points, but I give it two really great things. It had some really funny comedic beats in there. Um, the creator has a really great style to them. And the eyes. <laughs> the eyes. I love the eyes so much. Um, but yeah, the PV sold me like really badly on this show. She looks absolutely gorgeous. I cannot wait to watch her. Plus, I think she has two moles. Like they, they were like, eh, you like moles? We we have two moles under the eyes. So I cannot wait for it. Um, I, I admittedly will probably get possibly a little annoyed by the, the boy. Cause I'm sure he's going to be constantly going, oh my gosh, what is she doing? Oh, doki doki. But, um. I think just her alone is going to be enough to watch the show, so I cannot wait for it. Maybe like a Duke of the Death, and, Duke of Death and his maid, but with the boy being really young and not knowing what love is. But I don't know. I, I'll be curious to see if it's something more than just uh, the mystery of her being gorgeous and he doesn't know what these feelings are. And if it ends up being something that she's actually got something about her that's mysterious. Or if it's just legit, he's learning about what um, what what makes he's hitting puberty. <laughs> yeah, it, if it's more than just him hitting puberty, <laughs> she looks great though. I cannot I cannot wait. Yeah, definitely. She she looks fantastic, um, and I, I I love the idea of uh, just a, a cutesy, fun slice of life type show. So yeah, excited. Yep, yep, yep. The maid I hired recently is mysterious. Looking forward to that one. Moving on, we have Isekai Uncle, or Isekai Ojisan. I think the title for the licensing right now is Uncle from Another World, which, unfortunately, is Netflix. So, <laughs> don't be don't be expecting to watch this legally for a while, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, that's... They, they announced that... Uh, Netflix did announce that they picked up this title. Uh, they said that it's going to be in Japan the moment that it hits, but anywhere else, later date. So, again, put on the hot, that pirate hat or wait at least three weeks. If they decide to do it weekly, it'll be probably three weeks delay, like they usually do. Anyways, moving on, the, the synopsis for uh, a Uncle from Another World is 17 years ago, 
Takafumi's uncle fell into a coma, but now he's back, um, like a man raised from his grave. Soon, Takafumi discovers two bizarre things, his uncle's treasured video game above all else, and while comatose, he was, he was actually transported into another world as some heroic guardian. Now, not only does Takafumi have to room with the uncle who is literally magical, he also has to catch the guy on a two uh, up on two decades worth of history, smartphones, high-speed internet, modern anime tropes, and the traumatic outcome of the 90s console war. That synopsis sucks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically, guy uncle goes into a coma, comes back, and then through conversations with him realizes, oh my gosh, this dude's talking about this world that he was at. I think the joke that they had was that he he mentions this concept of this elf in this other world literally being Sundete. And that's the telling point is like, wait, the concept of Sundete wasn't popularized until after he fell into a coma. What's I argue it, somebody could have turned on a television and he, and he heard it because <laughs> that that's kind of a concept to people that are, you know, in comatose that they can still hear things. But, um, yeah, it, this is one of those ones where as I watch more on it, I get more excited for it. And unfortunately the announcement from Netflix kind of really was a bummer to me because I was starting to actually get kind of excited for this. This is like a, the concept behind this sounds like it could be hilarious and really cool. Take on Nisekai or really dumb. I'm hoping it, it, like I said, it's, it's one of those ones where it could be, it's going to be one or the other. It's either going to be really dumb or it's going to be really fun. Um, there's, other key arts are hinting at certain things that I kind of hope it's not going to be because it kind of spoils what's going what's going to happen. But it does look like a lot of fun, and this is going to be that he's going to be kind of trapped in his persona a little bit. Like he's going to be interacting with other people, and then suddenly this idea of him being a mage in the other world comes out, and so he he acts like he has magical powers when he doesn't because he keeps getting back into his old persona. Um, it doesn't look visually great. Um, besides some certain shots of the elf girl, which seems like they want to put a lot of effort into her, but like overall doesn't look that great, but I I have a lot of hope for it just based on a possible concept that could be really hilarious. So your thoughts, I am, um, optimistic. Honestly, I, I like the idea of how do, how do I put this having the perspective of somebody who went there and coming back and trying to explain it from that perspective. So I like that concept. And I, like Andrew was mentioning the idea of him being, um, having, having powers over there, but not here. And so he's having a hard time adjusting back and forth between the two worlds. I like that concept. And, and I hope that they can, they can honestly pull that off. That, that more than anything is what I, what I'm hoping that they're going to going to, to actually do. Yeah. And it seems like I don't, it shows some shots where he's using abilities and I don't know if it's going to be something that's like, it's in his head kind of things, or if it's, he, he actually knows how to use abilities in this world. Um, yeah, he's got like this whole goofy Shinobi act. And then suddenly somebody's at the door with a package and he, snaps out of it um we'll see we'll see it, it could be really fantastic unfortunately it's not going to be too fantastic because netflix <sighs> stop grabbing our anime netflix unless you're going to do it right unless you're going to do it like like disney disney don't grab our anime unless you're going to do it right nobody likes nobody likes people keeping stuff from us 
moving on from Uncle and Another World, we have Black Summoner or Kuro no Shokanshi. This one's waking up in a in a strange new place with no memory of his past life. Kelvin learns that he's bartered away those very memories in exchange for powerful new abilities during his recent trans transmigration, heading out into a whole new world as a summoner, with his follower being the very goddess who brought him over. Kelvin begins his new life as an adventurer. And it isn't long before he discovers his hidden disposition as a battle junkie. From the Black Knight of the ancient castle of evil spirits to the demon within the hidden cave of the sage. He reveals in the the fight against one formidable foe after another. Joins uh, Join his OP adventures in an exhilarating and epic saga as he, as he and his allies... Um, as he and his allies carve their way into the annals of history. So another reborn OP in fantasy world. I, I think they're they're trying to move away from Isekais, and they're moving more into the reborn in a fantasy world, not Isekai into a fantasy world. Reborn later in history, I guess. It could be it could be a transfer to another world. But does seem obviously it seems like he's from fantasy world to another fantasy world. I'm not sure if it's the same fantasy world. Um, it, it says transmigration, so I'm I'm assuming it's another fantasy world. But yeah, this is another one that's like shrug for me. But uh, yeah, Studio Satellite's working on it. Sources light novel genres are action adventure fantasy, and that's pretty much all we have. The the director and stuff, not nothing really that not to note. But um, we'll see. Another slime show too. Seems to be slimes is in right now. Some some grody CGI too. Not terrible CGI, but not great either. So, anything it, catch it, your interest here? Hey, I'm 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 all for this kind of stuff. So I I'm I'm interested in it for sure. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> um. The CGI. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't like the, the CGI battle. Hey, that's even sure. he's CGI'd too. Yeah. Woof. 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 Um, <laughs> the characters being CGI is even worse. It, it, they're, 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 they're trying to keep their budget up. Let's just go with that. Um no, I um I'm interested for sure. Uh hope hopefully that it'll, it'll work out. Um we'll see I, I like to see what kind of things they're this 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 writer is bringing to the tables. This writer, what they done before? I don't know. Oh, I'm, I want to okay. see what he's bringing to the table. Okay, I got you. I, I, I get that from all the shows, honestly. I, I really am curious what all these writers do with their stories. Um, that's why we do what we do. Moving on, we have Licorice Recoil. A cafe serving delicious coffee, super sweet treats, and more? What the hell is this synopsis? From deliveries to chaperoning... Uh, to getting rid of zombies and fighting a giant monster to stop by for the constellation no matter the order to leave it to what the hell is this what's the synopsis it sounds like <laughs> it's that cute one where girls they were going... in a, caf- a coffee shop why do we have to turn this into going to, I don't know to we're talking about zombies and destroying and stuff. their stuff I didn't see any about I guess it could turn into them fighting zombies I don't know but the synopsis sucks <laughs> it might be about that stuff. It's an original, so we don't know. Um, it could turn really weird, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. 
but yeah, Studio A1 Pictures is working on it. So that's two originals by A1 Pictures this season. So um, hopefully they can hold both of them together. They both visually look great by, based on their PVs. So at least the girls look cute. Yeah, yeah. And just uh, but she's super Genki, so you don't, you're not gonna like the show. Oh, because Genki characters shoot. ruin shows for Chris. You haven't been bothered by Genki characters lately, so I guess that's fine. Yeah, that's true. I, I, they, I've, I've kind of. But I, I think it's more along the lines of the Genki characters haven't been as Genki as they used to be. <laughs> Not like fake Clay Leonard Prisma Ilya girl Genki jumping up and down the walls. I know she she just has, seems like she has just a chippery spirit. I don't think she's so much going to be like super Genki, just super chippery. So that's good. Uh, genres are comedy, slice of life, and the creator behind this one is actually the creator of Bento. So I've heard nothing but good things about Bento and I keep wanting to watch it. So that's a good thing. So I think they're really good at like situational comedy and stuff for it. So I'll be I'll be interested to see how that turns out. But yeah, it visually looks really good. So A One Pictures is going crazy this season. Zombies is not slice of life. That's, That's why I said I don't know say. what the whole mention of zombies <laughs> is. I don't really I really honestly don't know what that whole thing's about. So yeah, let go to the coil. Definitely looking forward to that one. Just for the cute girls doing cafe, if anything. Moving on, we finally got the Isekai Pharmacist show coming back, or at least the genre of Isekai <laughs> Pharmacist. Alternate World Pharmacy, or Isekai Yokyoku. Uh, this one is a young pharmacist, sorry, pharmacologist and researcher in Japan died from overworking and was reincarnated in a medieval parallel Europe. And he, he was- immediately received a harem. Yes. He was reincarnated as a 10-year-old apprentice to a famous royal court pharmacist, had attained an inhuman skill of ability to see through disease, materialized creation, and materialized destruction. Okay. In a society in which dubious medical practices are rampant, price gouging through the monopoly of the pharmacist guild, and good medicine aren't available to the commoners. He was recognized by the empire at the time and opened up a pharmacy at the corner of the town. He will wipe out the fraud that has swept through the world and deliver to the commoners a truly effective medicine that was developed using present-day pharmacology. Thus, the boy pharmacist will cheat by using his previous knowledge to create innovative medicines while helping the people of the parallel world a story about living his new life to the fullest this time these synopsis seriously (laughs) synopsis seriously just seem like they're written so weird Uh, i guess just direct translations and just barely touched up but yeah shrug for me the only thing that really kind of has me a little bit intrigued is it seems like it's playing a little bit obviously on his previous life it seems like there's still a lot of tie-ins with his previous life for his mentality on things which as we mentioned before is kind of one of those things that just gets left out of most isekais it's like they get isekai and they just completely forget about their previous life where it does seem like he somehow is recalling some sort of trauma that he's dealing with in his previous life and is going to be playing off of that quite a bit um, obviously it might be a lot more entertaining around the idea that he's seemingly fighting against a very corrupt pharmaceutical vanished or the, the whole idea of how pharmacist stuff is being handled by the guild itself is something he's going to probably shatter. And it's going to obviously cause a lot of issues 
for a lot of people that they're not going to allow. But um, and also OP magical abilities, of course, because that's fun. Yeah, I like that 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 concept, and that's what's drawing me in is the idea of him going up against the uh, pharmaceutical guild. Um, it, I like that that idea of him basically taking on the world and, and not necessarily in a um while yes he's technically op it's not op as in i'm just super freaking uh overly powerful he's literally got somebody he or uh, a something that's amorphous instead of just like the the demon lord he's actually taking on the pharmaceutical monopoly for lack of a better term so yeah i like that idea i like that concept um yeah i'm on board for sure the hint i'm getting from the the flashbacks it looks like it's like a brother of his or somebody that was really badly sick and that's what was driving force becoming a pharmacist is probably because or researcher because he felt like it wasn't there wasn't something for his brother and so he has that regret what was he and cute girls because obviously you have to have a harem. I, I found it a, 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 a problem with all these uh, isekais that we're getting. We're all going to be going and being reborn, and then we're going to be fully expecting a harem. And, and they don't have harems for every one of us. Right, right. There's only so many women. <laughs> Studio is Dio Media, Source of Light Novel, Genres are Fantasy, Director Kaizo Kuzak. Kawa, who did Happy Sugar Life, so there you go. Here's some dark, some dark stuff in there. Kankali and Rokubu. I put Rokubu on there so that just that Ira was would be um, interested in the show. A serious conversation by Wataru Watari, who of course is known for doing uh, my team romantic comedy snafu uh, and girlish number. A uh, serious conversation he's done before is Saints Magic Powers Omnipotent, which of course that's the role that he's going to be doing here. So, um, yeah, there you go. Check out uh, Alternative World Pharmacy if you like your Isekai Pharmacy shows because there's a lot of them. Next one we have is Butchigare or Giri. Butchigiri or Shine On Bakumatsu Bad Boys. Story is uh, The story of Butchigiri is set in a new era where samurai ruled Japan when the Shinsengumi police force are uh, have all been wiped out by an unknown foe, leaving one survivor. Seven crimes have been chosen as a substitute for the Shin, uh, Shinsengumi uh, to ensure the law and order of Kyoto. This top secret replacement operation is set in motion. So, there you go. Jino Studios working on it. Uh, Source is original. And uh, yeah, that's about all I really have behind this this particular one. Uh, it's got a unique style on it. I Jino Studio is just a very big mixed bag. So... Hopefully they can hold it together. I mean, the PV looks um, pretty interesting, especially with the style choice. But I don't know. It, the, 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 again, the studio is a, a big question mark for me, typically. But um, we'll see. Definitely a lot of stylized uh, artwork. So it'll be interesting to see if if they can pull this off. But for sure, definitely interested on the uh, stylized artwork, for sure. Yeah, the big question mark, obviously, is going to be, is it is it a going to be like maybe a shonen focus or if it's going to turn to one of those ones where it's just a bunch of popular voice boy voice actors this type of stuff uh, which i mean is fine either way but just i typically don't really watch the the latter so <laughs> because it ends up just being about the voices not really about anything else but we'll see we'll see looks definitely interesting uh moving on luminous witches is coming 
We got more Strike Witches, Chris. Are you happy for more Strike Witches? I haven't been able to watch any of the ones that came before it. I thought you... This is like the this is the thing that shocks me every time I hear it, and I think I just forget it because I assume that's not the case. Like, I maybe I misheard Chris. Like, the one show that Chris would love, he's never watched, which is Strike Witches, which is bizarre. I keep trying to watch them, and, and for whatever reason, I end up getting sidetracked. There's one of them that I have watched. Um... It was like what two seasons and yeah, it wasn't and even an OVA and then some really crappy OVAs. Yeah, shorts. I didn't. Even, I, I didn't watch the crappy OVA one that Andrew absolutely went ballistic. Uh, yeah, the shorts. Um, but there was another one that I did watch that was a that was a spinoff of the original one, and and I even at that time I kept saying I want to go back and watch the original because I really want to dig into this series, but still they have not had time to do it. Yeah. Unfortunately, because I think mostly Funimation's had those, and so it's always like a mixed bag with them, with 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 Strike Witches, obviously, because it's super itchy. Uh, but anywho, this is Luminous Witches or Reme Kugon Kyokyo Maho Onakutai. This one's the anime centered around the unique squadron of the witches who don't fight. Instead, the squadron sing and perform music to protect the smiles of those who have been driven out of their hometowns by the Niroi. Um, that would explain everything. <laughs> like, I seen this and I was like, okay, so it's Strike Witches, but they're idols? Uh, but that's because it looks like they're going to be idols that sing to, I guess, um, pick up the morale, the morale of people. Because obviously, a lot of destruction happens around the Niroi and what they destroy, so... Um, that'll be interesting, but yeah, this is the the cool thing about this whole thing that I obviously have been hitting on for quite a bit is that yes, I I watched the original Strike Witches, and I really like them, um, love the etchy, love the character designs, they're really cute, and there's always some fun action which is kind of interesting to add to it as well. The later ones get a little bit too CGI, but they they still manage to kind of hide a lot of the CGI and still make it look really good. And obviously, my biggest concern lately has been that they've had these shorts uh, based on the franchise for a, a couple seasons, and that were just god awful. They looked absolutely horrific, and they made me so angry because I wanted to watch them, but they looked so terrible, I couldn't do it. So, seeing Shaft is doing a new series, I'm like, okay, so these guys are going to take care of this. They're going to give it. They're going to. They're going to take care of my baby here, and and give it a good polish. And it, yeah, based on the PV alone, it's already looking really great. Um, a lot of the action scenes already look great. Hopefully, we still get the etchy in there. I mean, it's got a genre for etchy, but um, being that they're not flying around in the typical, you know, strike witches bum shots that they typically have, I'm not sure if that'll be there. But still. Animal girls singing and hopefully get some action scenes out of them. I'm I'm assuming they're they're not going to be the girls themselves aren't going to be fighting, but they're probably going to have. You obviously you can see with the PV that looks like the maybe the other girls are going to do the fighting while they sing. Um, so it looks good, but yeah, there's no there's no etchy in the PV, so that that does have me worried. But <laughs> not that I have to have the etchy, but it's it's just an extra bonus. So. We'll see. I'm the excited show never for that. Seemed, the show never seemed like it was big time etchy per se. It's just the etchy of because technically they can't wear lower coverings because of their their uh, leg pieces. So it was a super etchy show. <laughs> Having watched it, I can say it is a super etchy show. Um, but yeah. 
all the all the shenanigans between the battles have always been very etchy uh focus i mean one girl like literally never wears clothes when she's in her room and stuff um or she just doesn't really know how to clothe herself very properly so uh moving on we have prima doll get ready everybody it's time for your key show it's coming back uh prima doll prima doll is a project which centers on the autonomous mechanical dolls or automata they work at kuro nikote a coffee shop that sits at the corner of the 5th District and the Imperial Capital. However, they were originally made as weapons for a great war that ended a few years ago. Now, they have been restored and dressed in shiny kimonos. Studio on this one is Studio Bibri Animation Studio. Uh, the source is a multimedia project. The uh, genres are comedy, drama, slice of life. And again, like I said earlier, this is done by Kiev. Of course, it's known as the studio that's known for doing visual novels and stuff for properties such as Angel Beats, Clonod, uh, Air TV, all those all those visual novels and properties are pretty much by them. Uh, the character design is being done by Yui Hara, who did Chrono Mosaic. So, or Mosaic? Mosaic. I don't know. Anyways. Super cute. And I'm... <laughs> this is like made in abyss. It's super cute. It looks so great visually. I, th- I know I'm going to love it. But why? Why would you do it, Chris? Why would we even turn this sucker on? Because you know it's coming. You yep. know by the end of it, you're going to be crying. So why, Chris, do we keep doing this to ourselves? I think there's there, there's this thing called... Um, uh, do we just hate ourselves? Is that what it is? No, cathartic. We just love you, 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 inflicting you, you, pain you, upon ourselves? You You watch it, and then you see it, and then for whatever reason, you feel better afterwards. Hopefully, hopefully it has some sort of fluffy. Yeah, because my my big question mark is: Is it going to be one of those things where you watch it? The characters are obviously adorable. They're just they're well done too. But Barry's doing a really great job based on the PV alone. Um, and then you is it going to be one of those things where you get to know them, and then at the very end they start unlocking their memories of these tragedies that happen in the war and stuff, and they start getting into these dark stories that each one of them have. Or is it one of those ones where the war comes back and they have to suit up again and go out there and uh, we get she the ultimate weapon ending or something. <laughs> I don't know. I came for, for the it. cute girls. Yeah, they look they look so cute. Um, I, Bibbery Studio. I mean, not a insane studio, right? I mean, am I forgetting something they've done? I can't recall. But I mean, the PV, like I said, alone just looks excellent. But again, they're gonna they're gonna make the PV look crazy good. So. Yeah, I mean, they're not really known for much. I mean, quintessential quintuplets, that's about it. Nazareth Lane, I guess, looked all right. I don't know. So they must be getting some major budget, which is good. Again, uh, sometimes it's not the studio's bad, it's just they don't get much budget. So we'll see if uh, they can hold that one up. As a lot of expectations are going to be around this one. Obviously, a lot of people excited. Um, you know, fans of Clonod and Angel Beats and Little Busters and stuff are going to be jumping on this sucker if they recognize it because i haven't really seen any like hey this is key announcements until i actually looked into it so well the pv technically says it too so yeah from it all definitely looking forward to that one definitely 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 the beyond shoot go to the future is our next one <laughs> this one is uh atsushi kamiya a former captain at the kakegawa high school and the world renowned courageous captain for a famous Italian soccer team, and Hideto Tsuji, a student at 
Kakegawa High School, who seems uninterested in the now-weakened soccer team. Their meeting is the start of a new legend. It's not soccer. It's football. Because it, they're, they're Italian, so they're definitely not playing soccer. We'll just keep doing that joke. <laughs> Studio EMT Squared. Source an original that's based on a prequel manga. So this does technically have a prequel story. Um, it does seem like it's got similar characters in there. So I don't, I really don't, I'm not familiar with the franchise, so I can probably be completely wrong, but there you go. Um, I'm not too into this, but um, I'm sure if anybody's known the previous properties, they're probably really excited for this, but we'll see. Crunchyroll's picked it up, so that's where you can watch it. We'll see. I, I'm 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 always cautious going into any sports show. Sometimes they really catch me off guard, like Al Ashi or something like that, or Remain or something like that. But we'll see. That's um, as soon as my mouse starts working again, I will recheck that name. The idea of wireless was so great when we initially thought about it. Mm-hmm. Shoot, goal to the futile. Moving on, we have Yure Deco, Science Saro's next project. Everybody that's a big fan of Science Saro will be excited. I'm always very mixed on their projects, so. Uh, the story begins when Barry, an average girl from an average home with an unaverage name, obviously, meets Hack, a girl who looks like a boy. Charmed by Hack, Barry meets up with the Team Hack leads, the Ghost Detective Club. Members of this club are socially dead, working invisibly within the digitally uh, digitally controlled society of Tom Sawyer. Um, as she works with the group, Barry learns about Zero, a mysterious figure who lurks within Tom Sawyer's background or underground. Uh, she and Hack decide to chase down the figure, and in time, the truth behind the city is revealed. It's got a quite a synopsis to go with that one, but um, yeah, again, Studio uh, Science Saru, the source is original. Um, the series composition being done by Dai Sato, who did Listeners, World Bubble Up Like Soda Pop, Gets Twenty Forty Five, and Ergo Proxy. So, and I think Crunchyroll's already got this one picked up. So, I interested? No, no. I it's it's perfect in every way, shape, or form, and it's probably too good for me. It's just because you just don't get the science behind it and this, the science, the science sorrow behind it, the artistry behind it. I don't know. Like I've said several times before, the one thing that always, um, I guess, pushes me away from science sorrow is I never like their designs. Their art just, it, no, it never works. I, I know a lot of people argue that it's visually the way it is, so it's a lot more animated, but I don't see it too much, so... I'll be watching it for sure, just to see what comes of it, but uh, it's going to be a struggle, like always, to watch it just based on visuals alone. I, I never... If it, if it's your I, bag, definitely go for it, but it's I, just something that never grabs me. Honestly. When I seen seen this when I was flipping through and I was trying to set up the the uh, the outline, I seen the, the key art, and, and I was like, I'm not sure that's going to translate well now that I'm actually seeing it, um, a, a PV of it. I, I'm sorry. I, it just, it does not appeal to me in any way, shape or form. I'm literally watching it and it does not look good to me. And so 
I, I don't want to sit here and just bash it. I, I really don't. But you are. How dare you, Chris? Hopefully the 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 storyline is is fantastic and is it going for like social credit thing? That's what it looks like it's doing. I mean, technically it con- uh, digitally controls society, um, and then you have the undergrounds that kind of work around it. So I guess it's going for social credit. We'll see if that does anything interesting. So, Yure Deco, check that out. If that sounds to you. But um, yeah, for next one we have is Kame. Kuzu Idol, Yuya, one of half of the boy duo Zings, may be the laziest performer in the Japanese music industry. His partner is out there giving 110% every night, and thankfully he's quite popular, but Yuya's half-assed sloppy dancing and his frankly hostile attitude towards the audience is uh, has the fans hating him and his agent looking for an excuse to cut him loose. The career of a pop idol just isn't the path of an e- an easy leisure and um, adult idolation Yuya expected. After a particularly lifeless concert appearance, Yuya meets a girl backstage. She's dressed in to the nines in colorful outfit. She's full of vim and vigor, and all she wants from life is to perform. There's just one problem. She's been dead for a year. This is the ghost of Asahi Mogami, the... <laughs> I'm seeing the stupid... I'm trying to read the synopsis and I'm seeing the CGI in the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. Oh, we talked about this quite a bit on this live stream. <laughs> so bad. It looks so bad. Um. Anyways, um, she's a ghost of a, a beloved singer. Um, the time of the stage tragically cut short unless a ghost are... Unless ghosts are real... Is spirit possession really that much of a stretch? Yeah, I've seen possession all through this thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about this one on one of our discussionals. The idea of, yeah, he sucks at his job, and then she takes over, and she's all ganky and jumping around his body and really changing his entire life. Um, And it it didn't really hit me until I was reading the synopsis on the live stream. I'm like, oh, that's this one. I suddenly am getting interested again, even though, again, the CGI looks so bad. Uh, I... Again, I, I, I'm usually, I'm, I, I've kind of accepted the idea that every show that has idols is going to be CGI on the stage. It's just unfortunate. But there was an, as a hope for me, just, just use stills, just, just use stills. And this is a prime example. Don't bother. Just use stills because I'd rather see a still flying by the screen than this horrific-looking CGI that just completely takes me out of the mood of the show. No, you'll just complain about the stills. I probably... No. <laughs> I I we, Have I complained about that with Yoko Boy Kong, Kong Ming? They use stills. I don't bother... It doesn't bother me. Because I'd rather have that. Well, okay. I've come to this point okay. now where they keep using that, it, and I don't want it. So I would rather have the stills. I, to be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you credit in the fact that now you wouldn't. At, at the time, you would have, because you used to complain about stills all the time. No, we transitioned from animating to using stills to using CGI. And it's like, go back. That's <laughs> the whole point. Just go back. I, didn't, I don't want it. I don't want stills. Uh, but no, that is, the, that is the consequence of... You're never gonna do it right. Stop doing it. You you. <laughs> so terrible. It looks like things of nightmares. It's like a thing of nightmares. I, I this is the shot that I kept pointing at in the live stream. It's like it's the worst. It's like he turns, and it's just like 
<laughs> it's just a thing of nightmares. It looks so bad. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, please stop. Just stop. Anyways, uh, Studio Gokumi is working on it, uh, which they've done good CGI, which is, that's the, that's the, that's absurd thing about it. I mean, yeah, granted, like, Yuki and his hero has had some stiff shots with the CGI, but it's typically, like, faraway shots, so you don't really recognize it. But, um, yeah. Based on a manga, genres are comedy, supernatural. The director is Daiki Fukuoka, who did Danganronpa and Yuki and his hero. So, there you go. Kamekuzu Idol. Have fun watching your ganky cute idol girl get a second chance through some dude's uselessness. Moving on. Moving on. We have Teppen. This one is Yayoi Sakamoto, a diehard fan of comedians and comedy acts, enrolls in the private Kazuki High School in Nanba. Um, Usaka's entertainment district famous as a starting point for meeting comedians. She reunites with Yomogi, uh, Yomogi Takahashi, a childhood friend who once uh, formed a comedy duo, Kona Monzu, with her when she was little. Uh, before long, they find themselves pulling, uh, putting together a routine at a park like they did before in order to enter a local shopping district, uh, shopping's areas contest at the moment, a mysterious girl calls out to them. Is this a return? No. The studio is t- uh, Studio Drive. The source is a manga. The genres are comedy, slice of life. The director is Shinji Takamatsu, who did Gintama and School Rumble. In a series conversation by Jun uh, Kumagai, who did Shogun Roku Raku Shinju. I was noting this on the stream. Like, I really do like the idea that uh, Jun Kumagai is, is working on this one because... When you're dealing with an actual performance of something, a stage performance of something, um, it's really good to have somebody that can actually put that together properly. And I think that uh, Kumagai is, has done a phenomenal job of that, at least with Shogun Roku Raku Shinju. So that gives me, that bumps my hopes up quite a bit. I mean, yeah, technically having the director behind Gintama is excellent as well. So it's like, despite the fact that we've obviously here recently had, uh, I think it was the the anime adaptation of the manga that was based off of the mangaka that did Lucky Star. And that one, unfortunately, did not work for me. I'm hoping that this one, with a solid director and serious composition writer behind it, that this can really do what that one, unfortunately, did not do. Which, again, is the idea of the comedy routine concept, which uh, I think it was called Maitsetsu. Yeah, Maitsetsu was the other one that was, was out here recently. Again, but... I, I argued that that time with that particular one, despite the fact that I was like super hyped for it because of the lucky star creator was behind it. My argument there was that it didn't have much to feel the show itself because the characters were supposed to not be funny and they were learning how to be funny. And so the rest of the show itself wasn't driving it enough without that comedy here I'm hoping there's going to be a lot better direction to really push it forward to help it work better. So but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yep. yep. That's Teppin. Looking forward to that one. Uh, next one we have is an idol show. Shine Post. Let's get some idols in here. Besides creepy CGI robot dude idol show. Uh, this one is the idol unit Tings. 
has a big problem, uh, but only small achievements and is not very popular. The best manager in the world was supposed to be their savior, but I'm not interested in being your manager, is what they said. The man who shows up is Naose Hinaki, a man who with no motivation. However, he has a special power. This is a story of the uh, of this is a story of you and the girls shining brightly and becoming absolute idols. The best idols entertainment begins here. I'm guessing that's a the 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 synopsis for maybe the mobile game or something because this is a mis, uh, multimedia project. So uh, Studio Kai is working on it. Uh, the genres are music. I'm remembering why I laughed at this PV. Director is K. Oikawa, who did Art Club as it has a problem. Minami K, Outbreak Company, a snafu. And the original creator is Rukuda, Rakuda, who is known for doing Orisuki. So if you liked Orisuki, I can help you there. Uh, no, I, I got a huge kick out of the fact that this... They obviously have a fetish for transparent white shirts because like legit every shot of these girls is their white shirts um i guess covered with sweat and you can see the what color um sports bra whatever they're wearing underneath is or shirt underneath is see there's the blue girl blue transparent shirt we got the pink girl pink transparent shirt. blue girl wins <laughs> just gotta, it's just like one of those things like you have to go out of your way to do that and so it's like, okay, I guess that's your thing. Somebody likes that. So they're like, hey, let's make all these shirts transparent. And then you have the shot of all of them. Uh, that's great. Anyways, excited? I'm 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 willing to give it a shot for sure. Are you are you were you big on you were big on Orisuki, weren't you? I wasn't yes. I was I didn't I didn't like it. My love story? No, it's not my love story. I think it's the only one you're you're the only one who loves me one with the Benchkun. Oh, okay, gotcha. You didn't finish that one. Never mind. Yeah, I I was gonna watch the OVA to see if it fixes, but no, just no. Anyways, if you're a big fan of Oresuki, definitely check that one out. I don't know that you're gonna have anywhere near the same storytelling, but obviously, if you like the writer, you're gonna probably like that work too. Shine Post. Check that out if that's interesting to you. Uh, moving on to probably the most bizarre show of the season. Um, we have Extreme Hearts. <laughs> Extreme Hearts. The story of Extreme Hearts is set in the near future when the hobby of hypersports, which is enhanced with special gear, power-up items, and has become popular amongst children and adults alike. The story focuses on Hiyori Hayama, a second-year high school student who initially has no connection to hypersports, but after a chance encounter, this begins the change as Hiori and her friends grow closer and pursue their athletic dreams. Uh, so this is the end of my studio, Seven Arcs. The source is original. Uh, the genres are sports. The director is Junji Nishimura, who did Dog Days. And the creator is Masaki Su, uh, Suzuki, who did Dog Days and Magical Lyrica, Lyrical Nanaha. So if you're a fan of Dog Days and Nanaha, at least be excited for that. No, I, I got a kick out of this because when I watched the PV of this, I really only caught like this whole thing where it shows these cute girls and they're hanging out under this bridge and they're playing guitar. 
And then out of nowhere, suddenly it shows like a million girls and they're all playing different sports. And I'm like, what the hell is happening on the screen right now? Like, I thought there was going to be like a K-On or something like that. Then suddenly, yeah, we're we're playing power-ups and stuff with baseball and soccer and basketball. And okay, sure. <laughs> sure, let's do this, I guess. Uh, we'll it, see. I can... If 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 it ha- captures the essence of uh, Dog Days, for sure, I'm absolutely on board. Because, um, well, yeah, the, uh, Dog Days had the cutesy Kimono Mimi. Uh, that that's that's one aspect of it. But the cutesy uh, games that they did, um, definitely had an appeal to it that I I definitely enjoyed. I loved the idea of basically what in in Dog Days what they were doing with they would um deal with their wars by having these goofy cutesy um fun games where they would um have the characters battle it out with each other in these in a, in a lot of ways weird uh extreme sports um so i could see that um if they uh pull that off in this for sure it would be a lot of fun uh uh so yeah i i'm definitely excited about this so the creator is really good at random sports and super over the top sports. Yeah, so. for sure. And I and I guess they're doing idle stuff too. That this is my only problem that I have with this is you legit have way too much going on in this show. Like that's that's my only problem. It's like I don't think this creator knows what they want to do. Like like I said, it it starts off looking like it's K on like they're just a band they're just playing strumming guitar and then it goes into okay let's have her play every sport known to man because she's doing basketball she's doing baseball and football and all this stuff and then now they're singing idols it's like what exactly is your focus here (laughs) besides everything that's my only fear right now is that this this is going to be just too much like they're going to be doing too many things and the characters aren't going to develop through it um but we'll see We'll see. I don't know. That's Extreme Hearts. We'll, we'll let you guys know. <laughs> sure. Moving on, we have Warau, Ars Notoria Sun. This one is uh, done by Student Leon Films. The source is a mobile game. The character design is being done by Shinichiro Otsuka, who did Conception, ReZero, and Granbelm. And the director working on it is now Yuki uh, Tatsuwa, Tatsuwa, who did Nisekoi. So, solid, solid character designer and director. Um, of course, the big question mark on this one is that it's based on a mobile game, which is not always the most enticing thing ever. Do I even have a synopsis for this thing? No, I don't. We don't even have a synopsis for this thing yet. Do they have a mobile game synopsis somewhere? The loose translation is Smile of the Arsenatoria. Premise is the story revolves around the students who are in Ashram. An Ashram is a school of magic and culture where the students will interact with each other while all of them are being taught about magic and culture. An Ashram school is a school for magic and culture where the students will interact with each other while all of them are being taught about magic and culture. I never thought that you would learn about magic and culture at a school where you learn about magic and culture. That's crazy. That's like how you make that's how you make something longer than it really should be. Is just repeat things. Um, 
but yeah, this is being created by Nitro Plus, which Nitro Plus has done quite a few, um, I guess, prop, uh, popular titles. Who's the character artist? It's I just mentioned it's the guy that did. I know. Zero. I, I'm asking you, who did what? I I just said it earlier. It's Sinichiro Otsuka. Yeah, the character designer for ReZero. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't. I think the struggle that I have with this right now is that we don't really have an idea of who is actually writing it. Um, obviously, it being under Nitro Plus, they're just going to take the credit for the for the thing completely. So, um, they don't really have a good idea behind that. But I don't know. It's one of those ones where it looks good. It's probably going to just be a big advertisement for the mobile game. Um, I don't know that the mobile game itself has like some crazy fantastic story. I don't know that it's even out yet for people to speculate on yet. Uh, it came out in March 4th, so I guess some people might have played it, may know that if it has a good story or not. But we'll see. We'll see. But if anything, it's going to have really cute designs. I've always loved um, this particular character designer's work, um, even with like Conception and Grambelm. Grambelm was, uh, was I, I think, partly why I ended up watching that was because of the character designs. So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, love the love the PV, love the artwork. Um, I'll probably end up watching it just for that alone. Yep, yep, yep. That again is Smile of the Arsenatoria. Moving on, we have KJ File. KJ File. Oh my God, I scroll on this. KJ Files. The story is set in the world where unique kaiju's suddenly begin to appear in various places around the world. Members of the United Nations Munster Observatory will explore a world where kaijus were, uh, with great powers and humankind live together. Uh, this one's being done by I- ILCA and Yell, which it's pretty much is only done Yamashibai, so don't expect this to look <laughs> visually stunning or anything. It's probably going to be a lot of stills. Um, I was kind of thinking this might be close to that one uh, monster horror show that we always talk about in in layout, which could be good, but, um, yeah, it's an original genres are action and sci-fi. We don't have a PV or there's nothing really behind it. Interesting. Other probably than because the, the PV would cover 90% of the first three episodes. That's true. It's probably going to end up being a short. It's not listed as a short yet, but it's probably going to end up being a short. Yeah. Knowing that it's Yami Shibai and mm-hmm. the kind of the vision, the way that the key art looks, yeah, I would, I would, I would lean towards probably similar to Kagewane and all that stuff. Yeah, I was thinking Kagewane maybe. Yeah, and then we have Yoru wa Neko to Isho. This one is when Futa becomes home, uh, comes home tired at night. All he wants to do is spend time with his new cat. All the mysterious habits and mannerisms of a house cat are carefully reproduced in this relaxed and cute comedy about living with an adorable. Furball. Studio on this one is Studio Kai, which is known for doing a lot of short shows. Another one I'm thinking is probably going to drop down to the shorts eventually. They just haven't listed it yet as that. Uh, sources of manga and the genres are comedy and slice of life. So if you like your cats, as Japan really loves their cats, there you go. Check that one out. I, another one that I think is going to be very simple, because I think that's the Sekai Quartet group, right? Studio I Pyukai. think so. Um... So, which they, they do some good stuff too. I mean, visually good stuff, surprisingly good stuff. It's just, they're more, mostly again, more focused on, yeah, shorts, 
with like Isekai Quartet and stuff. There you go. There you go. Moving on, we have Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the PB that destroyed the internet a couple days ago. Um, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. This one tells a standalone story about a street kid trying to survive in a technologically and body modification obsessed city of the future. Having everything to lose, he chooses to stay alive, becoming an edge runner, a mercenary outlaw, also known as a cyberpunk. Uh, this one is being done by Studio Trigger. The source is, of course, the um, hellish released cyberpunk game. Um, I joked about the idea that I hope that when this anime comes out, they don't have to patch it. Well, that was funny. No laugh from Chris. That was good. I'm. I'm. He's too busy getting sucked into the PV. Yeah, it's just crazy. That I'm really, really ticked off that I'm seeing Netflix all, all over it. Well, this is going to be a full drop, so it's going to be just boom. It's it's done. But yeah, I, it would probably be better if it was released on a regular basis. But it's yeah, it's only ten episodes long, which is almost a full season. But uh, series and script, uh, series composition and script writer is Yoshiki Usa, who did Woozer's Hand to Mouth and Working Buddies. So very different. <laughs> so like this guy does, does Woozer hand to mouth, which is like just a goofy little show, and now suddenly he's doing I don't know a cyberpunk story. So we'll see, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, director is Hiroyuki Ima Ishi, who did Gurren Lagann, Pantheon Stalking, Kill a Kill. So really phenomenal director working on it at least. Uh, but yeah, again, this is going to be on Netflix. I'm going to be a full drop on in September of 2022. So still a ways away. And like I said, it should be a full drop. 10 episodes. It looks... Go check out the PV. Like of all the shows that we've listed, Engage Kiss and and, and Edge Runners is probably the most phenomenal like PVs out there right now. So. Yeah, I can, I, I can agree. It looks freaking insane. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the go. fact that Trigger's on it is just like, I'm, I know that I'm going to love the artwork in general, so, yeah. There you go. Moving on, we have Bastard. Heavy metal, dark fantasy, or Bastard Onkoku no Hakai Shin. This one is, of course, the new adaptation of the Bastard manga, which, of course, had an adaptation a while back, but apparently they wanted to do it again. So we're doing it again. We're doing it again. Um, but, yeah, this one is the Kingdom of Metallicana is under attack from the four lords of Havoc. This party of villains, Ninja Master, Gara, Deadly Hunter, Empress, Nei, Arsus, Cold and Calculative, Kal Su, and enigmatic dark priest, Abigail, will stop at nothing to get what they want, even if it leaves utter destruction in their wake. High Priest Gyo is desperate to help save the kingdom and its people, he unleashes the mighty wizard Dark Schneider, a man who used to be an ally of the villains. Unfortunately, Dark Schneider has uh, his own plans in mind. Will stop? He will he stop the four lords of havoc or join them in their conquest of the world? Who has a that was a synopsis? Studio is leading films. The source is a manga. The genres are action, adventure, comedy, fantasy, etchy. The director is Takaharu Ozaki, who did Girls Last Tour, Goblin Slayer, and Wave. Series composition by Yosuke Kuroda, who did Pre Sammy, Duel, and Onega Teacher. 
Gungrave, Hayata the Comet Butler, and My Hero Academia. Quite a spread. Um, but yeah. Thoughts, Chris? Are you excited for the, the return of Bastard? Yes. Yes. I'm 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 not sure I'm ready for it, but yeah, I probably will. I'll just I just just to watch it because it it's so freaking insane. Yeah, that's one of those kind of I think the thing that has me most excited about this is really kind of that return of the old style dark fantasy shows that you just don't get anymore. Just there nothing's held back. Everybody's crazy. And yes, there's some goofiness about it too, because it's kind of old, but there was a period of time where we got a lot of our fantasy shows or a lot of anime in general was just like a mishmash of everything. It had everything in it. You had gory violence. You had, yes, nudity and all that kind of stuff kind of thrown in there. And there was just nothing really held back. It just, they tried to create like this hot pot of everything. And so there's a kind of, there's a side of me that kind of hopes that is the return of what this is going to be doing. But We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. It's been way too long since I watched the original anime adaptation, right? <laughs> so I have, don't ask me for my opinions on it. But um, I'm hoping that Wreck of the Lotus gets a gets a retouch. That'd be cool. Just not, I would love just it. Not the sequel. That that that's fine. You can leave that. <laughs> what you don't like? Pop up parn. Pop up parn. Pop up parn. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, we'll see how that turns out. That's again, another Netflix one. It'll be a full drop. Um, I don't know if they've put a date on it yet. Does it say at the end? I, I don't remember if this one had a date set on it already. I think it does. I think they just have summer 2022, I guess. We'll see. We will see. Moving on, we have Futo Pai. This one is being done by Studio Kai. The source is a manga. The genres are action, mystery. I don't have a synopsis. Why well, don't I have a synopsis? Oh, they do. They have a synopsis. We have the in the city of Futo. Criminals make use of USB-like devices called Gai Memories to turn themselves into super-powered monsters known as Dopants. Makes sense to me. Uh, wreaking <laughs> havoc on the otherwise peaceful city. However, there are also heroes who utilize Gai Memories to fight these criminals, one of whom is self-proclaimed hard-boiled detective... Shotaro Hidari, with the help of his witty partner Philip, it's a random Philip. It's like this is Shotaro Hidari and his partner Bob. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the two transform into Common Rider W, the legendary hero of Futo City. Uh, after the fall of uh, of muse- museum, the evil organization responsible for the many crimes in Futo. Uh, the production of and distribution of Gai memories has halted. However, remnants of Gai memories uh, still remain within society are, and are sold in the black market at high prices. Thus, the two heroes from Narumi Detective Agency are set yet to have the time to relax. Sites of Dupont's is it Dupont's Dupont's Duponsu. Uh, still occur, and the agency receives more and more clients who claim to experience supernatural phenomenon. Regardless of the arduous nature of the task, Common Writer W pr- promises that those who hurt Futo will eventually, uh, inevitably count up their sins. So it's Common Writer. I didn't realize it was Common Writer. I don't know if it's like the actual property of Common Writer, but um, there you go. 
Futo Tantai or Futopai. So yeah. Interesting. It's got it's got a good style to it. I don't know that we have a PV for it yet, but it, the based on the key art alone, it looks like it's got a really really interesting style to it. It might be it might be in the pretty boy area, but yeah, we do have a we do have a PV. But yeah, nothing really crazy uh behind the scenes working on it, but um I'll I'll be interested to see how this one kind of turns out. I'm not I'm not like super. I'm not really at all. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not super into. I'm not really at all into common writer stuff. But every now and then I'll dip into something that's kind of based off the property or kind of a a play off of it. So we'll see if this one kind of has something to go with it. Hopefully it doesn't really require you to have much knowledge in common writer because I'll I'll fail that miserably. But uh, CGI bike. It's is all right. Is expected. <laughs> it's expected. This PV is giving me nothing. This PV is legit giving me nothing. Besides CGI bike guy holding hat on his head and then people's faces. So we'll see. We'll see if this one does anything. Some of the character art looks good. I I don't know. It's this one's gonna be a mix for mixed bag for me. The concept is odd, like a kind of a USB version of like the Matrix where they're just jacking in memories. I it's an odd one for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on, we have Sekai no Owari no uh, Owari ni Shiba Inu to, or Roaming the Apocalypse with my Shiba Inu. Um, this one is really interesting in that the, in the idea that it's technically going to be straight to YouTube. Like this is uh, we we've talked about this a couple times. The idea of possibly having like these studios just go and just throw their stuff on YouTube rather than going through licensing with a streaming service. So, here you go. Now, the question, the question mark really lies in, will it have subtitles? <laughs> because that's my big question mark is, will well, we have subtitles? It'll depend on if they allow the, the auto-translation or, or not. Oh, woof. Woof the auto-translation. Woof at it. Woof at it with your Shiba Inu. Well, I, I mean, I, I hope that they, they get an actual, but I... The auto translate okay. does work. Yeah, if, just... I guess if they input the actual captions, then the auto translate can work. I was just thinking of like picking up auto, uh, auto, what do they call it, um, spec text, uh, speech to text or what? But yeah, I guess that's true. That could work if they, like I said, if they actually do input the captions, which they could, they probably would do. Um, this is being on my DLE, which is not really a big studio, so. I wouldn't expect much visually for it. So, but it's got a cute concept. This is basically a girl that's uh, kind of traveling around with her little Shiba in an, obviously a post-apocalyptic world. There's nothing really there. Um, Maya Uchida will be voicing the female lead, which is great. She's really fantastic. So love her work. Um, it looks like the, the Shiba is in fact voiced by a, a person, which is, I think, terrible i think they should just get a dog to do it but maybe the dog needs to talk i don't know if the dog actually talks or if it's just she's gonna be doing barking noises she's probably the the main girl's probably going crazy and so she needs the dog to be talking to her so that she feels there like there you she's... go is it gonna get that dark are we gonna probably. get that dark are we getting psychological? i mean i can't i can't i can't imagine adventure it comedy sci-fi slice of life i don't see psychological but i guess it could still chris is getting dark with this chris wants this to be dark so we'll see like I said, straight to YouTube, which is definitely an interesting new thing. So we'll see how that turns out. 
And that's it. That's all the new shows besides the shorts, which you, I don't know why I always do the shorts last. Let's do the shorts. Um, we have technically a returning show, which is a Musa Sino, which is a sequel to Uwawa no Usagi-chan. So look forward to that if you're a fan of that series. We also have Hanabi-chan wa Oku, Okuregachi, which... Um, I have no information on, so I'm guessing that's going to be fun, hopefully. <laughs> but um, that's really it. And like we have mentioned before, technically a lot of the shows we talked about above here is probably going to be a short. Like I mentioned, I'm guessing The Cat is going to be a short. KG File is probably going to be a short. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, time to get crazy because it's... Just wait. There's more. We got more. <laughs> this is where things get and really crazy. And if you act now, you can get this. All these new titles coming back. Yes, we have Dem- uh, The Devil's a Part-Timer Season 2. Yes, it's happening, which everybody basically broke when this was announced because it took so long for them to announce it. But unfortunately, have not got caught up onto it. So this is going to be one that I'll probably have to pick up mid-season. Hopefully, I can, after things chill out... I can possibly get caught up and, and watch it along with everybody else. But there's a, there's a, I'll be, it'll be taking me some time. There's a two to four week kind of lull between seasons where you got one season's kind of ending and the other season's kind of picking up. And if you don't have a lot of shows to catch up on, you can start uh, weeding in some of these other shows. So that, that you have a, a lull between seasons. Well, when That's when crazy. one when when shows kind of drop off, they they don't immediately start the next season all the time. Sometimes yeah, there's Every, a little bit of a. There's only the only time we get like a week like breather is between fall and winter because they 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 love their New Year's. So it seems like there's like a gap there, but yeah, typically like stuff just kicks right up yeah. right when the season ends because they're technically filling in time slots. So I don't know. Um, I don't. I haven't looked at it to to confirm because any chart right now is not working for us at all. Um, but typically, like I said, besides winter, for some reason winter we always get like that old breather, and it's like, oh gosh, I love this. Like there, there's some people like, where's next shows? It's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with a break. Let me breathe for like two seconds because between seasons, is just so such a crazy rush. But no, it's usually like after we get done with our first impressions. That's usually when I personally am like, okay, can I get something else done right now? <laughs> but we'll see. But yeah, the the other thing to note is that the um, Devil's a Part-Timer will be changing studios. Um, White Fox did the first season. Studio 3 Hertz will be doing the second season. I, I think that that's kind of a mixed bag for some people. I think 3 Hertz has done some good stuff, but White Fox obviously would have been probably preferred for a lot of people. But that could be one of those things where they had to choose to change studios rather than let it wait any longer because White Fox might be embroiled in something else right now. So yeah, I'm super excited for all the fans. Again, I will, I will, I'm going to try to get caught up on it so I can watch it with everybody else, but there you go. Uh, Rent a Girlfriend's coming back. Yes, uh, my my new stepsister is my ex-girlfriend's is not the only trash fire this season. Uh, the self-NTRing in his own head main character Rent-A-Girlfriend Season 2 will be coming back. Um, hopefully in this season we will have where all the girls decide to just ship with each other and just ditch the guy. And then we can just cut the guy out completely from the show. And then it might be actually a fun show. But 
<laughs> Until then, uh, we'll just have to struggle with this idiot main character and how cute the other girls are in the show. So there you go. Are you excited, Chris? Are you excited? Mm, Maybe yeah. we'll actually get some more of the shy girl, which she like was in one episode at the very end of last season. So. Maybe she'll be more of a part of the show. Maybe we'll re- maybe we'll re- redeem- will we actually redeem Aoyuki's character? Some 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 aspects I do want to see see this show this train wreck. Let, let let's just call it what it is a train wreck. I there is aspects of it that I do want to see. So yeah, will we get more of Naotoyama's beautiful voice? Like the, the seiyus in this show are so fantastic. The seiyus, the character artwork. There's there's a lot of aspects about it. Everything about the main character. <laughs> everything about it, but the main character. Everything about the main character. Everything about this show is great, except for the main character. Uh, we'll see though. We'll see. Looking forward to that. Overlord's coming back. Chris, are you excited? Yes, I am. Are you I, cautiously I mean, excited? I, I, I want some more Shaltier. I, I probably won't get much Shaltier, but it is what it is. I, I don't know. I think it's focusing back on the main group again, but I, just based on what I'm seeing with the PVs, it seems like all heck is going to be breaking loose. And so I think that main group is going to be a focus again, even though like previous seasons, we started getting the lizard people and stuff like that, which always turns out to be really good, by the way. Like every time the writer does something weird on off the side, I always love it. So we'll see. But I'm just curious if Chris is going to stick with it because... I don't know. It's it, it's it's dark, and you're you're kind of getting away from the dark. Or is it because Shaltier's there? You're going to deal with it. Albedo and and Shaltier, I I always end <laughs> up you know kind of <laughs> got to have more of them. So yeah, yeah. And hopefully they improve the CGI. There's some CGI shots in there which it looks like they're doing a little better at blending in. Um, so that's that's obviously I I know that they probably know the criticism. They're probably going to try to fix that issue, but we'll see. But yeah, super, super interested to see where they take Momonga. Obviously, Momonga has been one of my most, um, definitely one of the most interesting main characters in Isekai's, and I really do love to, to kind of watch his, I don't know if you want to call it his slow descent, but it's that, the loss of humanity that he has, and seeing how that kind of plays off with everything else is interesting, so we'll see. I want to feel, maybe, maybe this writer will eventually get to the point where he'll have an awakening point, um... But I don't know that that's really something it's after. I think it's just that that descent is really his new reality, which I think is really cool. But um, we'll see. Yeah, fourth season. Looking forward to that. Classroom of the Elite is coming back for its second season. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. This is one of those ones I wanted to. Re- I wanted to rewatch the first season before the second season. I never get got a chance to. Rewatching is always difficult. Um, like even I wanted to do Made in Abyss and Overlord before the season came out, but I don't know. We'll see. I know that there's a lot of hype behind it, so obviously there's some good writing there. I was very off put by the first season, so I'm not sure. But we'll. I'll definitely be checking it out. And hopefully, whatever arc they do next is something that will grab my attention. But. uh that's a big question mark for me. I don't know. I'm I'm I I'm trying to remember where I was when I did watch that the first time. I don't think I finished the the first season, but I don't remember. So, yeah, yeah. Maiden Abyss is coming back, Chris. I'm not I'm not clicking this. You can watch the PV elsewhere. I'm not touching anything. <laughs> like I went when I was doing my live stream, I I was showing everybody all the the trailers and when I got to this one I'm like, I don't know if I want to look at it and I keep looking away and then I look back I'm like, no, I don't want to look at any. I don't want to know anything about what's coming up. 
Um, like, this is one of the few shows where I'm like, I just don't even want to see anything on it. I just want to go completely blind. Um, I can almost guarantee you it's going to be painful. It's, it's, of course, going to be very painful. <laughs> but, yeah, Made in Abyss, the golden city of of the scorching sun. I cannot wait for this to come back. Um, this is the hype show. I think High Dive, yeah, High Dive has this one. So, High Dive's got a lot of good stuff this season. They got Don Machi, Made in Abyss, Tokyo Mew Mew New, Prima Doll, like, like, a lot of the stuff that I'm super hyped for, they have. So it's going to be really nice. Now, unfortunately, they didn't grab my show. What's up with that high dive? Oh, you're, 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 yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I'm, I'm super hyped for Made the Best coming back. I love it to death. If you guys have not watched it, join us. <laughs> Come join the suffering of this heartbreaking and yet amazing show. Um, just adventure in embodied uh, show. So I hate Andrew for making me watch that show. Right, right. Well, you can you can you can stave off the pain every now and then by watching the next episode of Donmachi season four because that's coming out too, and it's on the same platform. So you can go from watching that and suffering and go straight into Donmachi, where it's just fun, bubbly harem. Now the curious thing is, I have yet to see the the next hero member on any of the stuff released for Don, Don, Don Machi 4. I am convinced that every season has to have a poster girl that will be the next hero member that he gets. And I have yet to see anything on this one. I'm thinking they're being purposely like they're hiding it. Like, they don't want us so? to see like they're like, they want this, but we're not going to give it to him yet. So okay. that's curious. We'll see. I, th- there's gotta be somebody every season. So there's gotta, somewhere in there, it's gonna pop up. Maybe it's gonna be one of those ones where they do like a quick arc and then like mid season, they'll release another key art that has the actual poster girl. The living room in, in, in their mansion is getting kind of, kind of filled. <laughs> it's a big room though. <laughs> it's a big room. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. I, I admittedly have been kind of cooling down on Don Machi overall each season that comes out. Um, so I'm hoping this one will bump it back up. Obviously, with like the first season, I absolutely loved it. Um, and then, like I said, it's just kind of slowly trickled down from there. So I'll be I'll be totally open for a really solid. And maybe them getting away from adding a new harem member to the group is purposely to focus on some sort of story that could possibly bump my interest back up. So it is. It's it's one of those things. As you as you watch through the sh- the series, you definitely feel like it feels like they're just. Uh, like Andrew was saying, adding a new harem member every every season. But when it comes down to it, if you if you're, it feels like things are being slipped in there along with the, oh, yeah. the new harem member. It's, it's the other like, guilds okay, and it's yeah. the the politics behind it. There's definitely a lot of puppetry that's happening in the background that's really kind of throwing things to the loop. Um, no 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 mistake. There's definitely still stuff there. As much as I joke about the 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 hair member but it's still technically that's what that's what bell's focused on we're seeing all this stuff bell's focused on cute girl i need to save because doki doki's there's something that's driving me to protect girl uh but us and we're seeing all the other stuff that's happening in the background it just seemed like a lot of the focus in the first season was about like him powering up about him getting him being some some sort of special lineage and that stuff just kind of felt like it like when's the last time we sent seen him go through the whole process of Hestia upgrading his skills? Right, it was the first season. <laughs> Just I think we mentioned that before. This idea of like this writer knows how to create these really cool concepts, but then he just 
never does again. Yeah. Uh, the blacksmith guy. Now, granted, he still comes in every now and then and says, here's a new, you know, magic imbued weapon that we can use. But that was like this one thing that he introduced and he never does it anymore. So it does feel like this writer just kind of goes ball and then just leaves these ideas behind and never really messes with them. So we'll see, though. I'm 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 thoroughly wanting this to really kind of shake up my thoughts on this writer again and um, really see what it goes next. There, there's always phenomenal action scenes. Every time Minotaurs are fought, um, Jaws will drop. So, Shadow House, second season, my gosh. Super hype. I'm, like, super happy about this show coming back. I Just the fact that they announced the second season just shocked me to no end. Um, and I'm super hyped for this comeback. Um, Cloverworks is working on it again. Um, the original writer is still involved with it. They... When they first announced the second season would happen, and one thing that we're noting is a lot of people are noting that this certain character didn't show up that is, like, pinnacle for the next part. And the writer was like, legit, I didn't know that we were going to do a second season, so we kind of purposely took that out. So we didn't source material bait you. Um, so they, they're involved to weave it back into the story, which gives me a lot of hope because a lot of people are like, if that wasn't introduced here, you can't do a second season. It's like, no, they're going to figure out how to... The writer's there to do it. The writer is going to weave it back into the story and make it work. And knowing they have that kind of forethought is really great. And I'm really hyped to see what they do next. Obviously, there's a couple of little loose ends that were left with the first season that I'm really hoping they finally acknowledge. (laughs) That broke my heart in the first season. Um, That stuff I'm really happy to see hopefully kind of come to fruition. But Emilico, Kate, these characters, I adore it. The style is great. Can't wait! <laughs> Just I'm so hyped. This season's gonna be so crazy, Chris. Yeah. Oh my I, gosh. This this one I'm very very hyped about because I have absolutely loved this story. I I came in for literally the frills and the outfits and the kind of Victorian style that that was involved in a lot of this. I was absolutely terrified of the idea that this was going to go dark. It did. While it is dark in tone, it's yeah, not theme a and everything dark... is there, and it does have dark moments. But it's not. There was only, like I said, there was only one part where I was like, like it crushed my soul. Like when that happened, I was like, "Oh, ouch! <laughs> Chris is not going to be happy. That hurt me. It's going to hurt Chris too." But yeah, and most I, of the time, it's not really that. Like it's not brutal. Yeah. And and I've absolutely loved this the this the show. I mean, it, it, it's it's absolutely fantastic. I let, let's just leave it at that. Again, let's bring it back up for Chris. Josh and Sean Shopkick is coming back. There's another show to to have fun with. Yeah. Um, Josh and Sean's just dorky. I keep telling people like every time this is brought up. Um, it's like one of those ones where it's, everybody's like, what is Josh and Chan? Yeah, don't worry. Sit down. Let me explain it to you. Amazon happened. Um, Amazon was a thing <laughs> at some point, And it kind of just sucked this property dry of any potential. Um, but yeah, hopefully somebody else besides Amazon. Like Amazon just comes back and goes, we're doing anime again for Josh and Chan. <laughs> um, hopefully they don't. Hopefully somebody else. I think the second season got picked up a Crunchyroll or something like that. Um, or maybe, or no, I think Crunchyroll had the first and then Amazon had the second. I don't remember so, it, that or one way or the other. But anyways, um, it's a dorky show. It's not. It's not an insane show or anything like that. But it, it, it's like one of those shows where I just love it because I like the voicing and the characters are just dorky. But then every now and then it does something that just makes me laugh like way too hard, and it just catches me off guard here and there. Plus, a lot of the side characters. This is one of those shows where the side characters in most cases are a lot more fun than the main characters for the most part. So. 
yeah looking forward to that more 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 josh and chun is great so love life superstars coming back for its second core so everybody excited for super this is this is depressing so i told I, i think chris is aware of this so love live I, I've, I love the first season of Love Live. The very first cast was fantastic. And I felt like over time, it seems like it just they get too many cast members. And I, the, the special thing that was with Superstar, and I wanted to actually go back and watch it before this, this core started up. Because this is one of the few, Superstar was one of the few ones that I really liked the characters. And it wasn't doing like Nijikasaki uh, high where it's like acting like it's a musical where characters suddenly just jump to the edge of the the roof when they're up there talking and then suddenly there's a crowd of people waiting for them like they were they staged it um and i like the fact that it was a condensed group it was like four girls or four maybe five girls and then i come to find out they're gonna they're gonna add like a whole bunch more characters with this core and i'm like never mind i don't want to watch it no more (laughs) like it had the one time they decided to do like a very condensed group of girls and then no we're gonna keep adding more girls to the group um sure that was a little bit of a letdown. I, I might still go back and watch they, it, though. They probably took your criticism uh, seriously. And they were like, okay, well, we won't introduce them all at one time, and we'll just introduce them over the course of several seasons. And, yeah, and granted, that was kind of an idea they had early on, was they they like they add, they had pretty much like, was like three in each um, grade, and right. they would like introduce them gradually, and then they would get into their stories in the second core. Um, but no, it was like, uh, no, I think they probably just heard me go, that's weird that it only has four these many characters and are like, oh, you're right. Crap. Add more to the crap. Get more to the cast. We we forgot. <laughs> we forgot. It. Andrew told us. Now we know. Anyways, I, I do want to get back to it no matter what. But Superstar, yeah. Love Live coming back. It is odd they're doing this thing where they're doing like the first half of Nijikasaki and then they do the second, the first half of Superstar and then they go back to Nijikasaki and then they go back to Superstar. Like they're they're taking turns. It, it, it is one of those that I I have hated that I've been, ended up falling off. This is the second group that uh, that I've fallen off on, and I'm I'm so frustrated because I keep wanting to go back and and catch up on all these all all of them because I I do love them in general. Maybe yep. Orient's coming back, part two of Orient. Um, I think both me and Chris kind of echo the same thought process. Hopefully, the second uh, part is going to be where things really kick up for this writer. Obviously, this is the writer behind Magi. Um, the ongoing joke for many people is just give me more magi. Why give me this? <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see if it can start picking up. Um, they started introducing um, some new characters at the end of the first core that I'm kind of curious to see if it turns into something interesting. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully they can step up the budget a little bit more too. Hopefully. <laughs> Utawaramono is coming back. Mask of Truth. So the next part of the Itwaramano Masks series, whatever, because um, I think the first one was like Masks of Deception or something like that. I don't forget what it was. Tons of hype. I'm absolutely hyped for this. Yeah. I, I think the last the last part of the previous part kind of started getting to something where it's more in line with the original Utwaramano, so that's got me really hyped. Um, hopefully getting away from just it being fluffy harem stuff, but back into the core of what Utwaramano is, which is not a bad thing. It's just it's what I'm kind of curious about. It's what drew me in originally, so we'll see. We'll see if that one turns out to be good. So, uh, Yojo Han Time Machine Blues. It's going to be on Disney Plus, so don't expect to see it anytime. No, 
Yeah, Yojo Han Time Machine Blues is coming, which of course is a sequel to Tatami Galaxy. Um, this was one that got a lot of hype, obviously. Science Saru, um, it's a really big property. The original creator, Tomohiko uh, uh, Morimi, which is known for doing Tommy Galaxy, Night is Short, Walk on Girl, Penguin Highway, The Eccentric Family. Uh, it's a writer that me personally, I have adored their work with The Eccentric Family. Unfortunately, I never watched Tommy Galaxy and Night is Short, Walk on Girl, which is um, probably shock a lot of people. Just as much as I love Eccentric Family, I probably should. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, the big unfortunate here is that Disney Plus has it. So, similar to Summertime Rendering, who knows when we'll get it. Um, unfortunately, they've never really set any kind of scheduling for anybody else in the rest of the world besides Japan. So, we'll see. We'll see where that comes from. But I am I, I do want to go back and watch Tommy Galaxy, and I definitely will be watching this one as well. So, super cool. Kakegururi Twins. Um, this one is going to be coming out on Netflix, um, I believe, in August. I thought I had the, I thought I had the date written down. Are you? Have you been watching? Did you watch any of the Kakegururis? No, I keep planning on it. Oh, it, it it it's one of those that I love the artwork, love the concept, but every time I look at it. It looks like it's going to be torturous, and and so I've I've always been kind of leery about jumping into it. Yeah, August fourth is when it's coming out, and this will be. Uh, did, I thought they announced how many episodes, but anyways, it'll be a full dump on Netflix. But um, I'm actually hyped for this. Now I watched the original series, and I obviously don't like a lot of the all according to Kikaku kind of stuff, which it just loves doing. I love a lot of the mind games and stuff that they were doing. I hate the derpy faces to death, and Kakigoruri is unfortunately known for the derpy faces, where characters look like they're n- not just aho faces, but like the just the 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 stupid like somebody's got to go to the bathroom really badly kind of faces. So. That was always a turnoff for me, but one thing I did really, really enjoy about the original series was Mary. And this is apparently is supposed to be focused on her before the the main girl from the original series gets into the picture. So it's like, a, I think, a year before it. Um, so that does have me kind of hyped because I really did like that character, and to have it focus on her is kind of interesting. So that alone is enough reason for me to kind of we want to jump into this one. Okay. Okay. Do they? Is it torturous? Because they're, they're, there are uh, segments where it gets kind of like somebody could die, kind of stuff. But it's like um, like Russian light kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, one of the clips that I seen was of somebody uh, with a let's just say the um, somebody's finger getting removed type oh. stuff. Uh, so it's like, okay, are we balance or are we dwelling on the pain of that or are they it's it's pretty psychological i mean one of the themes is psychological so it it plays heavily on just again the the word the the mind games and yes technically the mind games wouldn't bother me is somebody gonna get hurt here kind of stuff so yeah yeah mappa's working on that again so same studio mappa hopefully not killing their (laughs) workers um, Shin Tennis no Oji Sama U17 World Cup. So, a sequel to Shin Tennis no Oji Sama. So, look forward to that if you're a fan of Prince of Tennis. 
So, card fight Vanguard will plus dress or will cross. I don't know. They choose whatever they want to do with those those symbols. So, um, third season of card fight Vanguard overdress. So, if you like overdressing yourself and playing card games, check out the next of the overdressing card game. Um, they wear plenty of layers, apparently. And that's it. That's it. The continuing series going from winter into or spring into summer <laughs> is summertime rendering, which will be going on for twenty five episodes. A couple of cuckoos going for twenty four episodes. Aoashi going for twenty four episodes, which is definitely exciting for me. I didn't really think that was going to be a two course show. I probably knew that, and I just probably forgot. Uh, Kingdom Four will be continuing on for twenty six episodes, and Onipon for technically sixty episodes, but technically two core um, because each week is like what five episodes put into one. Um, they're doing something weird like that. So there you go. Additionally, outside of that, we have some ONAs and films. Which let's see if this is actually going to work. Probably not going to work for some reason. Our ISP does not like any list right now. Um, it's not going to work. Um, some things to note for movies and stuff is we have the Sunane movie coming out finally, which is, which is kind of surprising. I know that we had that announced a long time ago. My assumption is that possibly some delays were due to the fact that obviously they had the tragedy happen at Kyoto Animation. So I'm not upset. Um, I was very, I was very, very, um, lukewarm on Sunane, honestly, but I know there's a lot of people that really love the series, so... Um, you know, be excited for that, obviously. But that's the, obviously, the Kyoto Animation's um, Archer Boys anime. So, cool stuff there. Uh, One Piece is getting a film. One Piece film Red, which looks... I like the character on the front. <laughs> so maybe one of these days I'll watch a thousand episodes so I can watch the movie. Um, but yeah, there's that. Yuru Camp is getting a movie, so that's exciting. I'm sure... Um, all the fans of Euro is I think there's like uh, isn't this the one that's supposed to follow the no this is a different one um yeah they're grown up that's right it's like a jump forward which I think is super exciting I'd love to see that I always love the after story type stuff where it jumps in forward in time um let's see other than that we have obviously the Doctor Stone Ryusui so the ONA for Doctor Stone that's supposed to keep us you know. Uh, satisfied for another year before the second, the next season comes out. But uh, that's got a lot of hype going on it, obviously. We also have the special episode coming out for Tony Kawa Under the Moon, or Over the Moon for You, whatever. So that's um, super huge right there, too. I think that's it. Um, the fifth and final film for Reconquistion G is coming out. Oh, you should be happy. Your, your Osamatsu son's coming back. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, first part of two new anime installments for the for the Osamatsu-san. Uh, that's right, they have the fourth season, quote-unquote, uh, three-episode film-type thing for the uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes coming out as well, so. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of really cool stuff. The Drifting the drifting movies finally coming out. The Studio Kororito is doing uh, Drifting Home. That's coming out September 16th. So, cool stuff there. Um, what was this one? Summer. The Tunnel of Summer. summer. Yeah. The Exit of Goodbyes. Which should be done by Studio Clap. No, what is Clap? Oh, they're the ones that did like the... 
Pumplesan and stuff. I really need to watch that. I need to watch Pumplesan, the cinephile. But yeah, that's uh, crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Um, I want to note at this point that Chris did not bring a pen and paper, so we are in trouble. What is Chris? Uh, do you just know it by mind? No, I don't. You don't know it by mind. What are you, what are you thinking? Well, obviously my show for sure. Probably your show. Gotcha. What show is that, Chris? The Harem in the Labyrinth. Um, probably the uh, Takagi Son. When will Ayumu make his move? Yes. Okay, that's definitely Takagi Son. We've got the Trigger Show. So that's Cyberpunk three twenty seventy seven or yeah. the other Trigger Show. There's two Trigger Shows. There's two. What's the other Trigger Show? It was the oh I'm, I'm thinking of Silent Saru maybe is what I'm thinking for two. Uh the the Key Show probably. The key show probably Prima Doll. Yeah, Prima Doll. And then I'm I'll we'll go with the Tan Maid. And the Tan Maid. Sure. Recently my my maid is unusual. I don't know the 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 Yakuza with the Lolia is is pretty pretty yeah, hype as well. Guys, uh, just babysitting. Yeah. I like Christian yeah. Weird at, at this point, at this titles. point, at this point, we're, we're now now I'm I'm going. Uh, but I I do kind of want to watch that too. Uh, yeah. Chris's like weird translations of titles is always great. <laughs> I'm sure for everybody. What did I write down? Is this my thing? Yeah. But I did ten for my video, so I have to cut it down, which makes it more difficult. Um, I am definitely uh, engage kiss. I'm gonna do engage kiss. The Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, and then after that, Prima Doll, obviously. The last one's the worst. <laughs> I I think Cyberpunk Edge Runners is gonna be fun, but I have I don't have really like an expectation for it like story or character wise. I think it's just gonna be a fun, just action, crazy action. Romp, yeah, I don't. I have. Having the the writer behind it has got zero anticipation from me whatsoever. So I think they're probably going to keep very close to something probably handled to them by um, CD Projekt Red, which is probably some, what people want, which is obviously a good thing. Just not, it's not. I don't think it's going to be anime. I don't think it's going to be anime story. I think it's going to be very CD Projekt Red West Westernish. Yeah, um, I stuff, so I love the the cyberpunk. I always have. Um, and, and that, I mean, that's one of the main reasons why I was excited about the, the game in general when it, when they first the announced theme. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when it, uh, having it, having a, a trigger, uh, version of just them going crazy and, and just going all action romp, I'm absolutely hyped for it. So, yeah. So yeah, Engage Kiss, The Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, Prima Doll, and colonite that's that's my five but yeah as used per usual we always we always do our picks for new shows because if we were to choose returning if we allowed returnings in our top five most anticipated it would just be nothing but like made in abyss shadow house uh uh, overlord um tokyo Mew Mew new luminous witches you have your list it's like the, it never allows for anything outside of your returning shows because obviously you're super hyped for, you know, Made in Abyss and everything coming back. So, yeah, I mean, there there is more to to the things that I I mean, for sure, uh, like Andrew has in his his top 10 uh, Call of the Night is definitely up there that uh, for me. Uh, OG Sun is definitely I might actually I'm in. go alternate routes just to get OG Sun. 
I because I just I want to see how they're going to do that. I'll be very curious about that. But yeah, the usuals like trash fires, like uh, my my stepsister is my ex. Um, it's just it's that train wreck you're going to look at. Obviously, it's just a crazy. It's a it's an absolutely crazy season. I cannot wait. I I hope you guys will join us all for that. Again, we will do our we will no matter how we're you know raising our nose at certain shows, we're still going to watch all this stuff. And we will give our first impressions in a full podcast episode. Well, it's probably going to be broken up like last time. (laughs) (laughs) At least two podcast episodes. We're not doing a single anymore, I don't think, ever again, unless things really pull the reins back. They tone stuff down. Yeah, unless they really kind of tone down what they're releasing, which I don't think is happening anymore. But, um, yeah, additionally, if you've not already, make sure to jump to our YouTube channel and subscribe to us there, youtube.com slash otakuspirit. All the links are on otakuspirit.com. Definitely love you guys' support. So, you know, supporting us there, subscribing and, and sharing out that stuff, supporting us through Patreon, through monetary value, which we definitely appreciate you guys for that. We also have a tips link. Um, you also do, do super thanks on YouTube as well, which is um, enabled there. So you can directly support us there. Um, additionally, yeah, just letting people know about us and supporting us vocally. Um, we definitely appreciate it. I'll be doing video first impressions of all the shows on the YouTube channel there. We'll do a podcast where it's two-part for me and Chris because obviously nobody – there's a lot of people that don't like my opinion. They just want Chris's opinion um, on shows like the Yakuza and the Lolly. And um, what was the other ones that you were mentioning? Um, the Yakuza and the, and the Lolly, his opinions on um, – I'm forgetting, Chris. Uh, the, maid, the Tan Maid. Um, what was the other titles you had? Um, my Sekai Harem. And uh, Takagi-san. Yeah, that's right. Takagi-san. <laughs> what did you call Call the Night? I think you just called it Call the Night. You need a name for Call the Night. Well, that was only Toga Vampire. Was... <laughs> Toga <laughs> Vampire. Yeah, Chris is Ga- looking forward to Toga Garu Vampire. Va- Garu Vampire. Oh, yeah, that's right. Garu, Garu Vampires. That's right. Chris had Garu pa- Vampires. I think there's only one Garu Vampire. I guess technically you can call the Toga girl kind Toga of. Toga could be a... Kind a, of. Yeah. She but the other girl is more, more Garu because yeah. they go for the blonde hair look and all that kind of... Anyways. We hope you guys enjoy this video or this audio and podcast and all that kind of stuff. Depending on where you get it from. Like I, my mind goes to like, oh yeah, we have a YouTube version. We have a podcast version. Um, uh, certain folks, I'm, we apologize for last week not having an episode because Chris's schedule has been kind of shifting around. I try to get some... Some this is small videos interjected in there so that you guys had some content to work with. I got the Interspecies Reviewers video up and my first part of the uh, Mushoku Tensei ones. But yeah, that was, be, that was the reason. But at least you have this now. My schedule should be set in stone as of this week because I probably will go to work tomorrow. But the next next week I should be from here on out. The Sunday and Mondays are my days off. Yeah, so. I think so. I think that what that means is that we'll probably shift the podcast to releasing maybe a day earlier i'm not sure how that's going to work out because technically i still got to do stuff today and stuff so we'll, we'll see we'll see but i might just shift my live stream schedule around just so i can edit the podcast but again i'll make that decision sometime but yeah folks like otaku trucker and stuff are like where's the episodes week it's like crap dude everything falls apart for people we don't have an episode in the week because that's the there's a gap there that Andrew and Chris usually go into for those that travel a lot that it's no longer there. And I feel really bad. Well, luckily it's, it is what it, it is. it's, it's at, at this point where it's going to be a season change. So everything should naturally shift. If they'll stop dumping everything on Saturday, my gosh, 
Well, no, like this week, this this season, we had like a lot on Wednesday too, if I remember correctly. What was it? Was it Wednesday that was like pretty heavy too? I don't know. Yeah, it was Thursday. Like Thursday had Sachiku, your boy Koming, Skeleton of the World, Heroines run the show, Demon Girl Next Door, Dawn of the Witch, Onipon. Um, I think technically Summertime Rendering was there too. Um, just crazy. Anyhow, hope you guys enjoyed, and y'all take care. Os.